the future of the PlayStation Network. And what we'd like to see. Hello and welcome to Triangle Square Day PlayStation Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Beck, and alongside me, Mr. Saw Bridges, bringing you guys lucky episode 68. God, 68? 68. Every episode, I'm like, no, we haven't done that many, but we totally have. That's cool. That's good to see. Uh, Saw, we yes, are sir. PlayStation Podcast. We sure are. Did you know that? I did. Thank you for telling me. <laughs> you can normally find us on YouTube in video format every Monday at 10 a.m. PST and 12 p.m. CST or... If you want to find us on podcast services, you can also find us on most of them, iTunes, Google Play Music, uh, Spotify hates us, but that's okay. We may change their minds one day, but we can't change their hearts. So uh, who knows? Uh, you can subscribe to us if you like what we're doing on YouTube. Keep up with every video we do. Like I said, new episode every week. And if you listen to us on podcast services, consider giving us a review. Let's us know how we're doing. Gets our numbers up there so people can find us more easily. And of course, we like hearing the feedback. We also have a Discord channel if you want to go and chat up with some of the community that are over there. We keep it down in the uh, description of the video along with our Patreon if you would like to help with what we're doing and support us. Uh, you can do so at a dollar, two dollar, five dollars, and there's different rewards for that. Nothing too crazy. We are looking into potentially changing those around as we continue to get more people. Uh, but for now, they are just simple and we appreciate the help. Uh, we do, we do. With that said, Saul. Yes, this sir. is the beginning of the episode, so it's time to ask what you've been playing this week and what you uh, are going to play tonight. Hopefully, wink, wink. Warframe. Um, so, yeah, I've been playing good old heaping amount of Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2. On top of that, I've been kind of getting in my daily uh, games of Rainbow Six just to kind of break up RPGs play. And as of yesterday, which was Friday, of course, we're filming on a Saturday, so as of last Friday... I've been playing Octopath Traveler. Yeah. And I'm probably four hours into that. Boy, is it just as good as I thought it was going to be. I'm really looking forward to going home and playing that for a little bit before we start up Warframe tonight. And it's just so good. It's been what, it's what I've been wanting for the longest time of a traditional, beautiful, turn-based game. And have it has everything you could ever want in terms of what I was wanting. So is it kind of doing for you? Because like, you use that wording very specifically. And I feel like it's similar to the way that you praised uh, Bravely Default. Yes. It's, it's just kind of falling under that. similar. So, and so, if I'm not mistaken, isn't this the same developer as Bravely Default? Isn't I, it the same team? Uh, I think it's parts of the same team. And I think that I've heard before, and I could be wrong, so don't quote me, is that this is somewhat of a spiritual successor. And, to the idea behind Bravely yeah. Default? Because um, Bravely yeah. Default got a legit sequel, right? You're right. It's called Bravely Second. Okay, gotcha. And that game was okay. It was somewhat mediocre uh, compared to the first game, but it's not a bad game on its own. And it was made by the same team? Cause I think so, One yeah. thing about Square Enix that they do, so many and teams. most people know, is that there's so many teams, and they will actually pass game series around through different teams. Like uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 is not being made by the same team that made 2 or 1. Um, right. Birth by Sleep was made by a different team. Uh, they kind of go through w weird iterations like that. I'm not really sure what makes them decide. I'm sure it's somewhat when they want the games to hit the calendar year versus what teams are working on what. Right, um, yeah, and it, it makes sense. So, um, sure, but I mean, it's still something that's interesting to see that they break it up. Too. Because, you know, you you think in your mind, right, um, you you think what if the what if Naughty Dog right had or or even and at one point in time this was true of Naughty Dog and uh, uh, Santa Monica Studios with God of War. Um, what if they had a second team and for some reason the second team made the sequel? 
would it be better because the people would have less fatigue from what they were just working on and they'd have a little bit new ideas or would it be bad because they're not trying to iterate on what they've already done with clear ideas? And it's hard to tell in those situations what would be really best. I do think it's odd, but we'll see with how Kingdom Hearts 3 comes up. I think Kingdom Hearts 3 is being developed by the Birth by Sleep team. Which is a good sign because Birth by Sleep is a fantastic game. Some people really hate the combat in Birth by Sleep. Actually, we were talking about that uh, uh, Kiki or the stoner... um, on the discord he was talking about how he loves the game but he actually hates the combat and he's not the only person that says that i'm of the weird majority uh, weird minority that really thinks that the command skill uh deck was really cool and that game definitely the way that they did to where you could meld commands together i thought that was an awesome way to pull that off yeah um and no other game that's used the command deck has brought that back uh, to where you could c- combine them together and make bigger double stack commands and stuff like that that were random and like, holy crap. Uh, there's one called like Zexoxku or whatever. I can't honestly can't remember how it's pronounced. I think it's for Vin, and it is awesome. It heals you and does like pillars of light damage to massive amounts of people. It's crazy. I love the idea behind that. And it's one of those like, oh, this is a cool RPG element where it's something that's specifically about spending some time in the menus to, to for your gameplay to improve because of it, right. which is something that later King, like, okay, like not later, I should say, but Kingdom Hearts two, we talked about how um, earlier me and you were talking <laughs> discuss about how Kingdom Hearts two was way more of an action game than it was an RPG game in, con- yeah. in, in comparison to, to one, one, which is way more RPG like, and it's more about spending time in the menus. Kingdom Hearts two still carries that obviously. Um, but even with things like the MP bar being a bar that's solid and just refills over time instead of being individual blocks like in the first game, yeah, uh, it's it's different. But, you know, that's one of those things. But, Saul, so, is there anything else you've been playing outside of that? No, that's it. And, of course, uh, we've been talking about and uh, plotting to do uh, a little bit of uh, Warframe playing and... May, may, may do some of that tonight. Sure, and we'll talk about Warframe more in the news section, which is part of what made me want to jump back into it, which they already did originally with the Planes of Eidolon update. Um, but that's it. That's it. Like okay. It's been a pretty somewhat slow leap for me. Uh, work has been in the way. But yeah, definitely going to delve into more Octopath over the course of this next week. Definitely going to... Uh, hop into Warframe at least tonight or tomorrow night with you guys and play. Need to get around to see at if least, Thieves again with Blake. Sure, sure. I do want to get to see if Thieves again as well. And considering that I forgot to turn it off, I just got another month of uh, Games Pass. I did too. It was nine ninety nine, wasn't it? Yep. yep. I, was I, kinda, I was loosely mad, but I was still like, eh, I've got It's worth it so far. Because now so, yeah. I'm only $11 in. Have I gotten $11 worth of joy out oh, of Sea of Thieves? Yeah. yeah. So it's okay. Um, it'll be fine. And then apparently... Um, Forza Horizon 4 will be day one on that service, so that'll be cool. I'll just do that instead of buying it, which will be fine because I yeah. heard a lot of good things about the Horizon series. And I'm um, excited for that game. All right. That said, I have been playing Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I was playing Kingdom Hearts 1 for a good bit uh, and continuing my grind a little bit on there as I work towards potentially platinuming it. I don't know. I'm not quite sure if I'm sold on the idea of platinuming it yet because uh, it just makes me want to play the game, and or it has you play the game in a way that I don't necessarily want to in terms of the way I enjoy it. Obviously, huge Kingdom Hearts fan, but there comes a line where it's like you never want to work towards platinuming a game if, if platinuming it's going to make you hate it. Yeah, and that's um, that's uh, kind of where I stand with, uh, or stood with Dark, Soul, uh, Dark Souls 3. Just so sure, much grinding sure. to, to doing the game. I got you. Uh, I've been playing Black Ops 3. Uh, I told World in forever ago I was going to start trying to play it, and I never got around to it. But then we got it for free uh, last month, and I think uh, it's it's gone now. It, it stopped the 11th uh, in terms of being able to get it. But I picked it up. I'm playing it. I'm pretty far in it. I think I have like two missions left in the story. There's some things I don't love about it in comparison to the most recent one I've played and the only one I played in a 
good period, which was Infinite Warfare, which had a great, phenomenal story. I really enjoyed the campaign a lot. What I'll say of Black Ops is that the story is getting more interesting to me, and I care more about what's going on. I think it's interesting. Um, but initial grasp, it didn't qu- it didn't grab me as quickly as I was hoping it would. But regardless of the fact that the story is a little potentially back and forth uh, on where I stand and my real involvement in it and how much I feel like going forward with it, uh, the gameplay is fun as hell. It's incredibly well done. And it's for a first person shooter. You know, the thing that you typically do with a first person shooter is you want to make sure first and foremost that your that your campaign is fun. Right. It does help if your campaign also has a compelling story, which is what I like so much about infinite warfare. Um, but still, the the story's getting pretty cool in this one, and there's stuff going on where it's like, I don't know, I still don't care about the characters, but the plot and the general idea of what's going on is cool. So it's one of those weird things where it's kind of like, uh, and I know I normally get backlash for saying this, but as much as I loved Horizon, I do think that the the characters were a weak point uh, in comparison to, I was more enamored with what was going on from a story perspective than I was what the fact that it was those characters. Like, Aloy's not the worst. I think Aloy's okay. I hope that they do more to make me care about her as an individual more than care about what's going on with the world and the idea behind everything. So, like, as a plot idea, the entire, you know, scenario of, of Horizon's awesome. It could have been with any character, and I and I, it wouldn't have changed anything for me, right? right? That's I guess that's what it, it, you you could uproot Aloy and put somewhere else and someone else in there, and, and I don't think it would have intrinsically made the experience better or worse. What's which, uh, interesting is I'm going to bring up uh, Horizon in just a little bit in response to our reader ball question. Okay, I got you. Um, and then of course I hopped into Warframe with uh, Sean and Liam and Kiki. Uh, as I will, as I've been told, I hope that's what you want to be called. I called you and you didn't say anything. Um, and uh, his boyfriend, I uh, can't remember his name, uh, Vince, I think. Yeah, Vince. Uh, anyway, and he was he he's played a lot of Warframe, so he was actually a big help in jumping back in and figuring things out, which may be good for you as well when we get into that. Yeah, I'm um, going to need it for I sure. I, I don't think I've done anything else. I've kind of been trying to bounce between Warframe and Call of Duty, which has been hard because I didn't realize. It's been a while since I've hopped between a third-person and first-person shooter. Um but they play so differently, obviously, That's that it's like the fluidity Whoa. of this is of a little frame is crazy. It's jarring to go between the two, but uh, there's a couple of pacing problems I have with Black Ops Three as well, where you get the parts where other games kind of get lambasted for it, and reasonably so. But the game's got good pacing from moment to moment action, and then there's a couple of spots where you're slowed to where you can't walk quick or past anybody, or and it gets really boring, and you're like, ugh, just go on. Yeah, but it's still okay. I mean, for a free game, it's pretty good. And I think it's a very fun game. So, uh, Saul, yes, do you want to go ahead and do what we've not been able to do for two weeks now and mm. hop drop into, into the hop? Oh, okay, you're going to embrace it. Yeah, I'm going to hop into the drop. So one of our Discord users is going to be very, very happy that this is finally made. He's going to be back. pleased. He can no longer tell me that Tabby has done uh, unspeakable things. things to him and left him in a dumpster behind a strip club. So now uh, we definitely know that... Uh, What's so. going to release this week? So we have first up on the list, we have Adventure Time, Pirates of the Inchiridion for a PS4 available. <laughs> I know I... <laughs> Just roll with it. Inchiridion? Just roll with it. Just go. <laughs> I swear that's how it's said. Anyways, that's on PS4 digitally and retail. We have Black Sea Odyssey for PS4. Chicken Assassin Reloaded for PS4. That art looks awesome. Uh, I don't know if that's in relation to the PewDiePie game or not, but I'm not too sure. Uh, Frost for PS4. Gene Rain for PS4. Okay. Gotcha Racing Second for PS4. Odd title there. Guts and Glory for PS4. Hop Along the Badlands for PSVR. 
Hungry Shark World for PS4. Oh, the the theme song for that better be Hungry Shark, you know, Baby Shark, that ends up continually going until it's, you know, Hungry Sharks trying to eat fish. Uh-uh. Oh, I mean, you, you have to have a kid, then you'll understand. Oh, no, I don't. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> Ice Cream Surfer for PS4 and PS Vita. Let's Sing 2018 for PS4. The Moose Man for PS4. Mothership for PS4. Mugsters for PS4. The Path of Motus for PS4. Race Arcade, another racing game for PS4. Sonic Mania Plus for PS4. I like how that's just a picture of the case. in retail, no digital. And that is just a picture of the case. There's so many cooler things to see. Now, there, the you can buy the, the update just for people who did like Mania and maybe didn't follow this. You can buy the update for Mania to make it plus. I don't remember for how much. I don't think it's a large amount of money. It's um, uh, worth it anyway. Oh, yeah, the game's great. Yes, yeah, very good game. If you've been waiting for a physical version of it, at least if nothing else, you can go buy it physical. Uh, we have Space Jack for PS Vita. Super Destro Not Destroy, or DX, I don't know, I was going to say Destroy or DX, but Super Destro Not DX for PS4 and PS Vita. Super Dungeon Tactics for PS4. Tempest 4000 for PS4, only available in stores, no digital release there. Toho Jinso Wanderer for PS4. That's it. That's it. That's all we got this week. Cool. Uh, real quick, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Noonie Bird says... That they scooped up the order eighteen eighty six based on my praises and that sweet three ninety nine price tag. It's part yeah, that's, of the that's a good price, dude. It really is. I've I've honestly been telling people it's been available for under ten dollars for a long time. It's well worth it at under ten, but dude, at four dollars, I think it stays on sale for through the weekend. I think it's going to be done by the time this episode airs. But for three ninety nine, I mean, really, that's a steal. The game is fantastic, uh, and I think that you would enjoy it without feeling like the monetary tag is there, and you could see where there's potential for a sequel that can improve on all the things that. I mean, admittedly, could be fixed. I'm not saying it's a perfect game. It's just a good game. Um, okay, well, cool. It's time to hop over into news then. I'm just proud. I hope that my great words about a lot of games can get more people to play them. Um, <laughs> I feel like I did pretty good with uh, with Nier, and I've apparently done yeah. all right with uh, The Order. I've had a couple people tell me they've bought it because of my uh, constant thing. So now you just need to buy Terraria, everybody, and play it and experience it and love it just the same as I do. Okay, news. The first one's interesting, and that's the main reason I put it on here. Uh, Ubisoft have recently initiated instant bans for players who use racial or sexual slurs against other players. And of course I would imagine are reported, uh, but no questions, nothing, no, no big thing. If you get reported and I guess they go through and see it, then bam, instant ban. Uh, people are reasonable. I'm not gonna say reasonably because it, it, it's, this is a sticky area, right? I think people are kind of worried about what it means, right? Because this is an industry that, it's a private industry. They make this game. They control the servers. So, of course, if they want to control what you can or can't say, they're a private business. They can do so. Right. And um, um, some people have already reported they've been accidentally banned. Like somebody asked somebody on uh, – I saw this on Reddit. Somebody asked somebody that uh, – he's like, what country are you from? He said, I'm Packy. And he got banned for just saying that. So, yeah. Really? It's, it's, it's a super sensitive – Because they sensor. may consider that to be a racial slur. Either and see, I guess that's the thing, right? I think yeah, as it context. comes down – yeah, maybe, but I mean, it, it, it's the same point. If the guy was Paka, was from Pakistan, right? Right. Um, and he said that, and that's I. I don't honestly know if people from Pakistan call themselves Pakis, uh, but if they do, then obviously it's not a slur in the way that he's using it. If if that's the way they self refer to themselves, then. But at the same time, I mean, if somebody else is like, you know, and sometimes, you know, it's some, some words are interesting, right? You can just call someone a packy, uh, and you can mean it in a bad way. You can mean it in a way that's normal. But at the same time, I don't know if that's considered a slur against him. But at the same time, some words become slurs just by the way you say them, right? You put a little stink behind it. You're yeah. like, you know, he's a packy. So I get it. 
but at the same time, I think that's, that's proof of the whole slippery slope of when you try to do something like this. There, I guess what it comes down to is that you do run the risk of people being banned for reasons that they shouldn't have that are honestly just, you know, that, that was a non-issue in my opinion, uh, if that is true. Now that's anecdotal. So it's hard to tell if that's exactly the story, but if that was the story in that situation and it's true, that's an issue. And the other thing I'd want to see is, is it a perma ban or were they able to go back, review it and, and, and remove the ban? And I think that that'd be the biggest question of, of how slippery it can get, because if somebody can just find something offensive that you said and then go and tell them, there's a lot of issues with that because who determines what is and isn't offensive? I guess in this case, it would be entirely up to Ubisoft, which they do have the rights to. Um, but you just hope that they would do it with some restraint to where people aren't just freaking out because someone said that. Uh, I mean, honestly, I'm trying to think of like a good a good example. Like what if I'm playing with somebody and I'm like, um, they're like, uh, who's I'm trying to even think of a way to set up this scenario. But like, what if I said that someone was a girl? And for some reason, they were offended by that. Right. Because as, all I had to go off was w- w- that I thought they were a girl and someone was trying to do something. It, even if it was mistaken, what happens in that area? And I think that that's the weird slippery slope of it. And it's just so hard to tell what's really going to happen in that. Uh, but I thought it was interesting. Uh, and another interesting call out towards a specific game, rap artist Chance the Rapper has called for Fortnite to implement a way for artists' dance moves to be coupled with songs or at least the potential for artists who create the dance moves to be compensated uh, compensated for their inclusion and purchase in the game. And I do think this brings up a weird question, right? Because part of the reason that I feel like uh, Fortnite has done so well uh, in comparison to PUBG is partially being incredibly up to date with the, what would you even call that? Um, just, um, popularity. No, what do you call it? I, I don't know why I'm, um, what are you talking like, about? Like, I thought like, what do you, what, pop what? culture, I guess okay. is the word that would be. So, you know, they're up to date with pop culture and they're, u- they're utilizing the pop culture, to maximize people wanting to come in, right? So they're banking on the fact that people like Drake, the you know Drake and uh, different rappers are actually talking about playing the game and loving the game. There was a big deal that Drake was the number one. Uh, oh, he was on Twitch stream playing Fortnite one with day. Ninja, um, the Twitch streamer he was playing with. Yeah, so you know when you're doing stuff like that, I get it. They're trying to bank off this. They're doing these dance moves. They're doing, they're doing everything they can to try and capitalize on what's popular when it comes to advertising and in the game. Um, now I don't know because I haven't played Fortnite. Uh, are you? Do you know Saul? Are the dance moves in the game free, or do you have to buy them? Uh, you can get certain emotes and stuff that as you progress. Completely free. Can, com- yeah, as you as you progress, I don't think you get dance. Well, no, you definitely get stuff. I'm imagining. So I would imagine so you can buy an emote. Well, there's a th- not. I don't think you can. Because the whole it's point of this so game is supposed remember, to be everything honestly. is is visual, right? It's yeah. all cosmetic. It's been, An emote to me is part of a cosmetic. Well, move. see, I, I don't I don't remember. I don't think. I think every now and then they may have a sale go on, but I'm trying to think of what like the loot box you get all the stuff that's in your um your battle pass or whatever. And your battle pass is your progression tree of what you get at each level. Uh, Weird, but yeah, I've definitely gotten like purple emotes and stuff, and I'm assuming. Because I've bought a couple things on there before, but I think I might have gotten it from Battle Pass, but I can't remember. So either way, I get what they're saying, though. And he kind of goes into, so he's not necessarily complaining as much as he's trying to call for a way for this to monetize for rappers and artists as well, since there's a lot of uh, rappers that play Fortnite and kind of helps promote Fortnite. But he was also talking about like letting you buy the song along with the dance and, and that be a way that would be able to... I love Chance the Rapper. He's one of my favorite rappers. I don't agree with any of this. I it's, it's odd to me because I do think it comes down to 
the fact that dance moves are created by artists, but can you even copyright a dance move? I don't know. I don't think so. And I, I don't, I don't follow the culture that much to honestly know. Um, but I do think it's an interesting question because it is something that they're creating that is being put away for free. That's like, okay, well, if you were playing and now it all comes down to copyrights, right? But if you were playing a game that used Fortnite assets for free and they just put them in the game, you'd be like, what the hell? And Fortnite yeah. would be as well. You know, the Epic would be like, whoa, this is our game. So I get the, you know, I it, guess I get it's the, like murky waters when you talk about a dance move to me. It's like, well, yeah. And it's like, you want to turn a game into like a place where you can potentially buy music and stuff too. Honestly, I don't know. What he was saying was like, uh, if you at least coupled the songs behind the dance moves, right? And I don't even, I don't like, know. What are you going to do? Listen to them in the menu? Like, I, I don't honestly know if it's that or if he's saying like play a snippet of the song when you do the dance move, like a, that, that jives with the dance move. I don't honestly know. Uh, but I do think that more than anything, the topic that it brings up is, is interesting and that's see, monetary because like I say, it's all just creators trying to get some form of money for what they create. Right. And th- there's a logical reason in there that why they would want to do that i just I, it, well my thing is is that like my pro- my problem is that the way youtube algorithm works if you were to have that dance move on say a live stream on youtube and you decide to upload that as a next video or something or maybe a let's play a Fortnite, who knows and you do the emote with the music aren't you going to get copywritten strike or aren't you going to get copyrighted strike for that song that plays yeah so yeah that's a big problem so are you saying it would it would hurt the YouTube community of right, Fortnite, yeah, right? Yeah, if you if you had a cool emote that had a Chance the Rapper song and you did that and then in your video and then your video gets copyrighted strike. Now it has to be for longer than a certain number of time and then and it may be one of those things Does where it though? Yeah. I've I'm, heard of the algorithm claiming stuff just in visuals. Ah, maybe. I mean, honestly, I don't know, but I think the the. I mean, I think that that's an important part to talk about because again, part of what makes Fortnite do so well is Twitch and YouTube. Um. But I'm not sure. I guess what the only other question there is what would happen? Would it be covered under Fortnite's use because Fortnite has paid for the inclusion of them at that point? Because the songs would have to be licensed in. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, so it would be. I would assume Epic would buy the songs and then. Or they, they would pay for the license to use them in the game, kind of right. like people do. But see, now that's not a smart idea either because what? that's how a lot of digital games. Uh, end up in problems or they get taken off of the store in the future. Yeah, because the uh, license, because the license for music inspire, expires. So, yeah, I don't know. Interesting topic either way. I just thought it was cool to bring up and kind of talk about because it is in it is a reasonable thing for him to say that it would be cool to find some way to include monetization for the rappers and artists who create these phenomena and these dance moves that are going around. Uh, but it's obviously a gray area on how it should really be handled. So yeah, it's, it's to me, it's like, like I said, I love Chancellor rapper. He is probably one of my favorite rappers. If not one of my favorite, like top 10, I would say top 10 artists. I'd say top 30 artists of my entire life. Um, and yet I don't agree with this. I don't think that this is something that should be done. I, I, I don't think you can really copyright a dance move in a way. Like, I don't know. Like next next two weeks from now, we're going to hear somebody trying to copyright the dab, and like that's just a world I don't want to live in. Yeah, just it's end it's, me now. It's a weird area, slippery area. Uh, next thing up, no surprise at all, uh, Black Ops Four Private Beta has been announced for players who have pre-ordered the game or will pre-order the game uh, and will be coming to PS4 per- first. No date was given whenever I was checking this out. That may have changed by now. I'm not sure, uh, but if not, I would expect info soon. Um, that obviously tells us that Black Ops is conti- or Call of Duty is continuing their partnership with PlayStation, which again, no surprise at all. Um, they did the same thing with Xbox last year. I mean, last gen. Stay with the one that gives you the most uh, publicity, and right now right. that's undoubtedly PlayStation Four. Um, 
Next thing is that recently it was revealed that Ellie, and I think you'll find this interesting, will have an AI companion in The Last of Us Part 2, though no one has confirmed whether it's going to be Joel or anybody in particular that we know or if it's a new character. So It's the doggy. <laughs> yeah, I'm Maybe. kidding. I guarantee you it's a doggy. But this is not surprising, right? Ellie, after the, the first Last of Us game, people enjoyed her. She didn't cause a lot of issues. There was jokes about the fact that she could be seen without causing any issues and the stealth nature of the gameplay. But then definitely after Atreus did so well um, in God of War in terms of the reception of him, uh, they were worried at first. And they talked a lot about how they did a lot to make sure that Atreus was not... Um, taking away from the experience, but more adding to it. Right. And I think that they definitely succeeded in that. So if they keep going down that road and the AI is better on the PlayStation 4 than the PS3 one, obviously, then there's ways to work that out. Because the only example we've seen from Naughty Dog so far uh, is, I guess, in in the Uncharted series, which is not necessarily incredibly stealth-driven, but it's there. Yeah, so, it, it worked well in the first uh, Last of Us game, too. So Yeah, I mean, she would run out in front of them, but they're also blind. But enemies aren't, like the human enemies, so it's hard to say. Cool, though, and I, I'm, you know, for all you know, it may be Joel and you'll get your wish. I hope so. The real that. news is that Nathan Fillion, whoa, I don't know what he is Fillion doing. has been posting in his Instagram with pictures of Drake the Rapper alongside the quote, Sick Parvis Magna. Uh, Sick Parvis Magna, I don't know what I said, but 7-16-18, following that date on it, uh, and did so with more pictures. He had a couple of things that he showed, like pictures of maps and stuff, um, and different quotes, and it was very interesting. Uh, but it, all of its signs that point towards what I can only imagine is some form of him being involved with an Uncharted project. Now, what that is, is it the movie? Because as we last heard, Tom Holland is supposed to be uh, uh, young Drake. Now, are they going to do a movie where it's young Drake flashbacking with potential things of, of an older Drake, and that's where they're trying to use Nathan Fillion? Yeah, I, I, I'm in favor of Nathan being Drake. I want the whole movie. I think it'd be way cooler for the whole movie to go more towards the adult uh, and older Drake uh, I think the Uncharted 4 storyline was really cool. An older person who's getting back into it uh, and having to deal with the fact that he's not as equipped for it as he once was. Physically, it's a lot harder on him. He's got more on the line. I think it'd be cool, and I love Nathan Fillion. I think he's a perfect fit-in. I've said forever, even when they were first talking about after the first uh, Uncharted, or second Uncharted, when they started talking about doing a movie 10 years ago, I've always thought he was a perfect fit. Um, I just think it's really cool that there's a potential for that. So we will find out Monday. That's when this goes live, uh, what exactly it is. So um, feel free to holler at us in case we don't just blast out on Twitter what it is. Uh, next up, I just included this to give my boys a shout-out, but Vampire sold 450,000 units in its first month worldwide, almost hitting the 500,000 sales mark uh, that the publisher, Focus Home Interactive, claimed would consider the game profitable and is a good step towards the 1 million units that they uh, that Focus Home Interactive also said would make the game be considered a success. So shout out to Don't Nod. Love y'all. Great stuff. I love the game. Not without its issues. Uh, no double A game is. Uh, but it's cool, and I'm glad to see y'all back in that realm. And it gives me a lot of hope for Twin Mirror. And I think that this selling pretty well and hitting the point where it's considered profitable um, does well for them to continue partnering with people like they are with uh, with. Twin Mirror, and I think, what was Twin Mirror? Bandai Namco? I think so, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was. Dot, so. Dot, and uh, Bam, uh, Bam Die. Yeah, Bam Die. Bam Die. <laughs> I think he's still alive. Uh, next up, this one's crazy, too. Uh, Monster Hunter will be getting a 3D animated film 
And they, they talked about earlier in the year, in the year, right, where I think it was something with uh, Mia Jovovich or Jovovich, whatever you say her name, uh, where she was talking about Jokovic. after Resident Evil, um, and they were talking about making one. None of that's surprising because obviously. Monster Hunter has been a massive success for them this year. It's gone on to become their fastest selling game, 8 million units at the moment, I think. Uh, and it's not even through its first year. That's massive for them. Uh, really good. But yeah, they'll be getting a 3D animated film uh, that aims to premiere globally in 2019. So, yeah. interesting. I mean, I don't know. Uh, not surprising, again. Uh, and quite a few people talked about it, but Code Vein, the anime-like Souls-inspired game, has been delayed into 2019. Unfortunately. After receiving a September release date earlier last month, I swear when they gave that release date, I was like, you're kidding me. And they were the last to do it, right? Like Everybody else had already said September. They're doing it to get out of the way. It is, and it's funny because, you know, some people are saying that it's potentially because the game's not done. I completely disagree. I feel like it's almost undoubted that it's because the release schedule is so heavy this fall that the biggest thing to do to make sure the game is a success that they want it to be is to give it its own little window. Now, the hope for this, right, is that it doesn't push into early next year and get a February release date alongside the other it slew of games. It, it that, won't. February at this point is more daunting than... No, it's, it's about as... It's, it's as daunting as September and October, right? With this, with the amount of games and the profile of each game, yeah, I mean... Yeah, but you're combining two months and it's as daunting. But when you think about it, February is just one month. So it's... Well, but I'm saying it's, it's as daunting as either of those months on their own because I think October is daunting enough just because of one game. Red Dead. Red Dead. Now, not alone for the fact that Call of Duty does come in October before Red oh, Dead. Oh, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, they're moving up to accommodate. Weird. Stop um, that. And they didn't say that, but there's almost no reason. You know, they're trying to get in and get their fastest sales before Red Dead hits and hurts that inevitably. Uh, and I think it's smart for them to do that. They'll get a couple of weeks of sales domination instead of where it would have been Red Dead followed directly by Call of Duty in the first month. Sale of the Call of Duty would have been hurt. Yeah. You know, I, so I think it's smart on them, but. I mean, I don't know. If it avoids February, I mean, I, I think January may work, uh, and I think March may work, January right? could work, I think. January could work, because as, as long as they come out early January and steer clear of Kingdom Hearts, they'll be fine. Yeah. Because you don't want two JRPGs coming out that close to each other, and that's, yeah. you know, just because... It's still a niche market. Well, um, that, that's why I may be taking a small break from my Kingdom Hearts playthrough, because I have until January anyways. Um, yeah, Sure. To play Octopath. Hey, Randy got his God of War crate too. I got mine. Yeah, it's boy. beautiful. Uh, okay, next thing up, two indie games that we've talked about a good bit on this show, and I included them because I love them and I want to see them succeed. So look them at, uh, look at them, see if you like them. Uh, but they have release dates now. It's Chasm, which is going to be on PS4 and Vita. No word on Crossbuy that I've been able to find yet. I should have asked the devs whenever we were at PSX. I didn't even think about it. Uh, but it comes out July 31st. And Dead Cells is another Metroidvania. Both of them are Metroidvania-style games. It releases on August 7th on PS4. I wish it was coming on Vita. Sadly, I can't get that, that that's, life. That's, that's why I'm getting that on Switch. Yeah, I mean... That's the perfect... Sure. That's just as good as um, a Hollow Knight is. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I played a little bit of Hollow Knight this week. You did. Nice. There you go. I knew I was like there was something missing in there. There was uh, no Dark Souls three, so you're at, you're out of your Dark Souls three funk like you were for now. Until Good we do, until we do the let's or full. Oh plate. yeah, with Toriador full plate. Damn, we should have done that this weekend. But you if, know, if we would have scheduled well enough behind, and I wasn't having intense stomach issues, then yes. sure, sure. 
A couple more things left. Final Fantasy NT the City announced the addition of Renoa from Final Fantasy VIII to its roster. Uh, The Division II can apparently be completed entirely by yourself. Not surprising. I think that that uh, kind of lines up with the first game. I want to say with what I've played in the first game, uh, you can do the entire first game by yourself. If not, Ryan, please let me know. Uh, But I know the majority of it can, so continuing that or expanding it out to be completed entirely by yourself is a cool move. Warframe, as we were talking about earlier, announced two new expansions at this year's TennoCon. The first being Fortuna, set to launch a matter of months from now and Railjack which comes sometime after Fortuna it looks like it's going to be the beginning of next year Uh, the first expansion Fortuna adds a new open world setting similar to what they did with Planes of Eidolon on Earth but this time it's going to be on Venus what's cool and I hope to see that the the planets have a massive difference in in visual style similar to what Destiny does Uh, and Railjack the one coming uh, later looks to add space combat and multi-team ship battling and I want you to know if you've not played Warframe or if you played it forever ago like I did and had been, had even the slightest interest in going back, check out the 11-minute look on the Railjack update. It looks sick. Yeah, it, I, I took a big break. I was pretty against the fact that you can't restart a new character, but I'm going to jump back in tonight, and hopefully, hopefully, it'll be worth it. And I'm not, gonna, I'm not saying I'm going to stick with it forever. When other games come, like September, I'm probably going to take a pretty big break from it. I may hop in a couple times, but it's yeah, I want it to. It's, it's free anyway, right? Just I, I think that if you even have a little curiosity, hop in. Uh, the Plains of Eidolon were really cool. I mean, it's not the most breathtaking open world area, but it's very cool. It's similar to what I would consider Destiny 1, and considering it's their first open world area in a completely free-to-play game, uh, I think that they've done it pretty well, and it's the fact that Venus is coming now, and this will be their second attempt. They can iterate on it better. I think it's pretty exciting, but uh, check out that thing, man. The space combat looks sick. It goes, a ship comes down, picks up your crew. It's like Sea of Thieves in, in Warcraft, uh, Warframe, sorry, is uh, what I'm explaining it as to people, which is like, it's a big ship which is made to have multiple people doing multiple things. One person will pilot. Uh, there's side guns that people can jump down and do. There's uh, ex- like exit ports where you can kind of like blast out into space in your Warframe and fly over to another ship and invade it. Uh, you can move around power to your engines to go faster or to your weapons to do more damage or to your hull to make sure you're getting protected more. They haven't talked a lot about what it's going to go into, whether it's going to be a PvP-style thing where you can do it with other people oh, or if it's only so. going to be missions. But if, it, it, dude, if it's PvP at all and you can do these things against people that's going to be amazing because that's that's what i'm hoping for from this new uh next update that's coming in a matter of weeks i think uh from no man's sky uh, that's the exciting part about that so check it out uh if you want to play with us if i'm ever on just uh shoot me one shoot me a message shoot me an invite whatever uh or if you see me in a party and we have room for you we will definitely try and squeeze you in last thing on the list is darksiders 3 Woo! was given a new gameplay trailer along with a release date. The game launches November 27th. Great area, in my opinion. It's a niche title already. Uh, I think that that's far enough away from uh, Red Dead that it's not going to completely cannibalize it. And I think the people who they're aiming this game at are going to buy it day one anyway. They know who the market is, and they're just trying to get as many other people as they can. Uh, But it was revealed with two collector's editions. The first one being a collector's edition features a statue of Fury, steelbook, art book, soundtrack, and more. Um, And a second collector's edition for the biggest Darksiders fan called the Apocalypse Edition, which is what I have pre-ordered, that features a statue of War, Death, Fury and Bulgrim, who for fans of the series is the shopkeep, who's awesome, uh, as well as an amulet and a wall scroll and some other stuff, uh, some in-game items for $399. Important just in case so you don't go, wow, this is ridiculous. The statues are pretty detailed and they're all 10, 11 inch statues, uh, which is pretty cool. And I think that's not the most ridiculous price for it. Uh, But at the same time, I kind of get that. I I wish it would be closer to 300, but whatever. 
is what it is, and I'm a huge fan of Darksiders, and I wanted the Death Statue forever, but they're hard to find. Saul, do we have any reader mail on the Twitter? We sure do. So for those that don't know, those that may be tuning in from the giveaway, hello, welcome, thank you for joining us. You can always follow us over at twitter.com slash trianglesqrd. We leave that in the description as well. We have some cool things in that Twitter you want to go check out, like our Discord links and such. But And we also got that God of War case I'm running a giveaway on. It got blown up because my homie uh, Corey. Corey Balrog actually liked it and replied, we're famous now, boys. We're, we're done with you peasants. Uh, <laughs> it's time for the for the real life. Did you see all the stuff Going into saying? our mansions, I saw. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Saying I'm going to buy a Lamborghini now mm-hmm. and uh, use that $8 a month in Patreon we have to put two two. two uh, two gallons of gas in it because apparently that's all they hold. I'm gonna get me a McDonald's <laughs> apple pie and be living life. There you go. Uh, but ask us a question every Wednesday and Friday. Every time the tweet comes up, uh, more than likely it's gonna be Friday because I forget on Wednesdays. I'm trying to get better about that. But we post a put, uh, a put a reminder on your phone. I'm gonna have to because uh, it's so different. But we post a reader mail question up, uh, and uh, I don't care if you ask us on every week. I don't care if you ask us multiple times a week. I don't care what it is. You're never bugging us. We always want those questions. And I believe. And if we, we don't answer them on the episode plug in for our our uh, monthly reader reader mail mail. episode that we compile all the ones that didn't get touched on the episode and we read them there so and you can ask us anything it's not doesn't have to be gaming related in case you are new to us uh, i know the case has brought a couple people up towards us you can ask us anything you know but uh, we just do it for fun i thank you all for we We try and keep the ones in the episode a little more gaming oriented and maybe topic oriented too if you ask us a question that is uh just a really good question we'll answer it regardless um and of course, if we don't on the episode, then you have the reader mail question. But thank you all. We finally have passed 1,000 Twitter followers. Woo! We're big boys now. We have two questions from Twitter, one from our Facebook group. That will also be in the description below. We have Richard saying, what would you guys do if video games didn't exist? Dude, when I saw that pop up, I was like, wow. That could be a topic in its own, in this my is, opinion. This is to the heart of a matter. So I thought about it, and I would probably, I would probably be doing... Uh, a lot more reading, and I'd be a lot more into movies like I used to be. Uh, reading is something I dropped off on in the past couple years. Uh, I've read. Yeah, I know you used to read a lot. I know. I remember I, that. I uh, in the past like three years, I've read as much. I've read as many books as I would in one year. Uh, I would even go as far as say as a month. I think I've read three books in the past three years. Um, wow. Yeah. It's... Yeah. It's. I used to read that many in a month easily. Uh, but I would probably be back into books. I would probably be back into movies more. Uh, and I honestly, with GIMP and stuff, probably graphic design, if I would have, sure. I wouldn't have found it though, because I guess with no video games, we wouldn't have had a podcast. So it's, yeah. And I've been, I've been messing with GIMP forever. So that was banned yeah. stuff for me. So, so I mean, anything else you want to throw out on yours? I think that's it. Like we're really just books and movies. And of course I'd probably, uh, alongside movies, just rewatch the same seven TV shows over and over and over again. Sure. Like, I, like we all do. Yeah. I mean, you do at least I'm real bad about that. Uh, yeah. I would watch how I met your mother just all day, every day. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, you, Nope. Shush your mouth. Um, you know, it, it's funny because my answer is pretty similar, right? I mean, obviously, what are we? We are creatures that have a longer lifespan and easier lives than ever. So what do we look to do? We look to find entertainment because our lives are not near as much of a struggle as they used to be at one point in time. So we love entertainment. We have always have as we continue to get more, you know, it, it, as we continue to evolve more technologically wise, uh, it just makes it easier for us to do so. So, I mean... I would probably be doing more music stuff than I currently do. I would probably fall more on that. I think I do have a relatively creative mind, uh, and I feel like I need to stimulate that pretty often. So I would probably have a much heavier hand in music than I've had. Uh, definitely since we started doing the podcast, I do more in the podcast than I do with my music these days, but we still do it. Shout out to Corey Crash. Um, we, we writing some stuff. It's slow, but it's coming along. Um, 
But, you know, that's that. I think that I would also do more movies, right? Because, you know, one of the main reasons that I don't watch movies is I feel like I feel like I don't enjoy movies as much as I do games in terms of the way that games give me storylines. No, yeah, I understand completely. And so I, I talked to somebody about that. They're like, well, you don't watch so many movies. I was like, well, movies are great, and they are a, a different experience, right? I mean, the whole point of a movie is that you watch it and you don't influence it at all. It's just a movie, uh, and you can enjoy it for what it is. Games have that level of interaction, and even if it's a story that you can't influence on a level of the actual decisions, the moment-to-moment gameplay you do control. Right. You know, it's like, how do I kill this guy? Or how do I solve this puzzle? Or how do I get over this jump in, in this platforming game? It's like, there is a different level of, I don't, I don't want to say immersion, because it's kind of an overthrown word in the gaming industry. It really is. Um, but I do think that that's a good way. It is more immersive than a movie because of the sheer fact that you have some form of control over what's happening on the screen and how you're witnessing it. Uh, and I do think that because of that, you tend to get more invested in the characters and care more about what happens to them, even if sometimes they aren't written as well as TV shows or movies. That, way, that said, I also think that long-form TV is better than movies, and that's why I don't tend to mess with movies as much, because I think that Breaking Bad is yes. better than most movies because of the fact that you get that much more time to set these things up. Yeah, Breaking Bad show. would be very hard to make into even a trilogy, in no, my yeah. opinion, right? It, it would be ridiculous. So, I mean, even if you took every season of Breaking Bad and tried to condense it into a season, I don't think it would, or into a movie, I don't think it would work as well. No. The point is that you spend more time on screen with these characters and see more of their stuff in smaller bits, right? Movies are normally closer to two hours. You're doing this in about 45 minutes to an hour, and you are you feel like you're investing more time into it. So I say more movies, more music. Um, I would... I mean, that's that's probably it. I'm, I'm, I'm a creative type, so I have to find a way to outlet. Uh, I would do more graphic design, I think, uh, but musically related, because I really enjoy the graphic design I do for game side of things. Um, so I would, you know, I wouldn't know if they never existed. I wouldn't know that I would be missing out on it. But yeah. if, if they stopped existing for some crazy reason, I would severely miss doing it. Right. And I'd probably find a way to just continuously do old games, like try and just continuously make cool things with old games as inspiration. But Well, he says if video games didn't exist. Yeah, but you assume that that means they've never existed, right? Right. So it's funny, like even your wording was like you'd get you'd get back into books. Well, you would have never gotten out of books. Oh, okay. Well, you said you old games. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like if we turned it on its head a little bit, right, and we said that okay, oh, okay, I see what, you're what if they just stopped existing, right? Yeah, right. So like they've all they always existed until this moment, and then bam, they're the gone past. forever. Yeah, I'd be able to live. I'd be able. To, I'd be happy, honestly. Uh, we have Mr. Josh. He wants to know when you write video games, do you keep in mind whether it's a triple A title or indie title? Does that affect your writing in any way? Not really. Um, and I'll say this because I can make a comparison. I'm going to, I'm going to bring back what I said earlier about horizon is that I am a firm believer after I've had this much time to stew on it. And I read this question and this immediately popped in my head of Hellblade being a better game than horizon by and large. Okay. I left that experience much happier, uh, more satisfied. And I think that overall as an experience, Hellblade was better. And, and you that, know, honestly, I, I wouldn't even argue. I, I think juggling wise, right? I think that the one I remember more from a from the things that matter most to me, a story perspective. I think I cared again characters, right? I cared more about Sinua than I did Aloy. Yeah, you cared more about Sinua's story. You cared more about the ending of what could potentially happen. I, in my opinion, I cared more about the ending. Well, of see, Aloy. I cared about what would happen with Aloy, but again, only because of the narrative around it. Uh, not, not even the narrative. I guess because of the plot going around it. No, no, Everything yeah. that was wrapping up from a level of, oh my God, this is the 
reason these things are happening. That was awesome, yeah, you no, know. No, from a but from I'm a character based side, I'm yeah. I'm not trying to demean her eyes. Oh, nor am I. Uh, I mean, I. But it's funny that you said that. I would have never thought to. Uh, compare somebody would have had to thrown those games at me and said, "Which one do you like more?" For yeah. me to give an answer, and I think it comes down to from as, a, as an overall game. From an overall game, I think I think I agree. I, it's very close. I, I don't want to say I 100% agree because I would say that from a gameplay perspective only, Horizon oh, is way yeah, more yeah. broad. Yeah, we're just not breaking it down that way, though. But um, it's a better package but, but, you see, got out of a double-A yeah, game Yeah, exactly, but I can't say, sure, and I can't say, and to be fair, that's a double-A game that's trying to be a triple-A. Right. It was triple-A indie is the way they described it. Right, um, which, is a, which is a But I'll say this. Okay, high-grade double-A game. It's just interesting you said that. I didn't even think about that. But let's just say this. You haven't played Vampire yet, so you don't know no. any of the stuff I talk about when I say that. It does things that triple-A games just wouldn't. And sometimes it's for the better, and sometimes it's for the worst, but it does more risk-taking in trying to just have an idea and see it through and see how it works and what it could potentially do for the game than AAA games would. And yeah. there's there's something I like about that. It adds a, a charm to it. Um, you know, when you think about it, a lot of the games that I rant and rave about are not AAA games. I, it's Near Automata is not a AAA game. No, Near is, is not, not a, a AAA, AAA game. game. I mean, yeah, there are a lot of games I do rant and rave about. Terraria is not a AAA game. There's plenty of games I love and that I've had a lot of great experiences with that are not AAA. But that said, uh, I, I think the answer to the question for my part comes down to uh, I do for a number of reasons. And I think that that comes down to, again, what risk they were willing to take and the payoff that was potential for that risk. And sometimes that works ample. Uh, it comes out in spades. You know, I think that there's a lot of things Vampire did from an atmosphere standpoint that came off as triple a even though they were double a which was interesting so that's an area where well, the triple a and the double a budget thing though right? well, no, no, of course but that's what i'm saying so that's what i'm getting at is that on some levels that game does things that triple a games do well as well, well any, atmosphere any, was killer right any but a developer could do that if they wanted yeah yeah but what i'm getting at I, I, I'm, I'm separating i'm saying that yes on those levels a lot of things that vampire did that i loved were things that triple a that they did at a triple a level even though they were a double a game so right. the fact that it's a double a game does make me go wow for this to have been a double A game, it is more surprising. Like, I, expectations, yeah, right? I Setting I up your have, expectations. I guess I have that wall in my mind that that really just doesn't really occur to me for some reason. I guess the reason I say that, right, is that you don't go into a triple you go into a triple A game expecting it to look good and feel good. I mean, you don't necessarily yeah. go into a double A game expecting it to be incredible presentation. I guess yeah, it's interesting because I guess that's a like game by game basis because it I, really is. I, yeah, Hollow- because not all double A games have great atmosphere yeah. from what i've seen of hollow knight it looks like it has awesome atmosphere it has uh, everything and it i traded in vampire because i was just trying to get my max value out of it uh i didn't know if you were trying to borrow it from sean still or what but i do think that you should at least look at gameplay the atmosphere in that game is top notch for it to be double a it's incredible um not anytime soon but yeah uh, but for me I, I think more more so the price is actually more important that's than, what i was gonna get yeah. into because when you brought up hellblade that's my thought on hellblade right a lot of the times double a games are in this 40 dollar 30 dollar or sometimes 60 dollar just depends but right Price goes into my thought when I think about rating a game. Now, you know I don't like to rate a game on a on a number scale. It's just not the yeah, way I like I to do things. I, I typically don't do uh, either. It's more if I'd recommend you playing it or telling you if you should play it or not. Yeah, or and whether I'd recommend to buy it at full price or at sale or whatever, or wait for it to potentially be a free game on PS Plus or whatever like that, which I think on PS Plus, any game is worth trying because it's free. You're not, there's no The only investment you're giving is time. If you yeah. play two hours and don't like it, then just move on. Uh, but that said, I think that you know when I look at a game and I, and I really think about whether you should play it, I think about how much enjoyment I got out of the money I spent. And you know that's, that's a weird thing, right? Because there's AAA games 
games that I've loved that I got a lot of enjoyment out, but that enjoyment was gone in eight to twelve hours. Which is yeah, a lot of people have the the problem with the orders. They paid sixty dollars right. for that. I paid five dollars for that. So this is completely And that's why I was talking about earlier, mind. you know, at yeah. ten dollars or less, it's just even at twenty dollars or less, I think the game should have launched at forty. I think that game at forty dollars brand new would have been a perfect price yeah. to I think, value. I think there would have been some people still mad, but I think that there would have been a well, lot less. It would have been comparable to a sequel. Sure, it, but it would have been comparable to like Ratchet and Clank, right? Ratchet and Clank was AAA production values, but the story only takes about 10 hours, so which yeah. is about what the, the order takes depending on how well you do. So when you really think about that, or even eight hours, you know, you can beat Ratchet and Clank pretty quickly. Uh, my point being is that Nobody gave Ratchet and Clank crap for being short because it was $40, and it was a surprise. Again, expectations, right? So price comes into it. I don't know if it's necessarily AA or AAA, but I do think in my mind sometimes, you know, indie games. I want to tell you, indie games aren't necessarily AA, but they're obviously not AAA. When you look at it that way, you do this thing where it's like, okay, this game is doing a lot for a... So Terraria is my go-to example, right? I spent... I think I bought Terraria on sale the first time and then I bought it again. So total, I probably spent $25 on Terraria across all consoles. With that being said, I got more value out of Terraria from an enjoyment thing than any other game I've ever played. Yeah, I mean, and I had so much fun with it when we were playing. And Rune Factory 4 is another example of that. Yeah, that's another Rune Factory 4 is a game I put easily 150 hours into um, and didn't expect to hit that from $40. And that was just cool to me. And it was, it was a very surprising thing. I, so, I, I mean, yes, I think that it goes into my say somewhat, but it's not going to completely do it. A bad game is a bad game, but trip double A games can get away with things that I normally wouldn't let a triple A game get away with because they are also taking risk elsewhere. And it's like, so vampire going back to it real quick and be my last example is that the societal system of vampire, you would not see in a triple A game. You just would not. There's a lot of things, and don't get me wrong, it works in some ways and it doesn't work in other ways, but it was cool because, like, you know, choosing to keep people alive or kill them and potentially ending a storyline or Leveling changing the way that, yeah, yeah or making yourself weaker or changing the outcome of the game based on how many people you killed. And it's just, it's different. And I don't, it's not something I would expect a AAA game to do. Uh, definitely very often. You don't see AAA games take those kind of risks often. So. It goes into it. Uh, the last question we're going to do is going to be from Facebook. Uh, whoa, plate broke. Um, reader mail from Facebook, though. Thankfully, it's Josh, the one who just asked that question. Thank you, man. You always cover that for me. I forget all the time. He puts it on there. Uh, but another Josh, Josh Drago, says, If you or Saul were hired as a Sony PlayStation CEO, what changes or new plans would you make? Like bringing back Resistance franchise or making online free again? And what franchises would you want on your brand? Save this for the next podcast. Thanks. Thanks, Josh. I love uh, the question, man. Really, this is a great question. Yeah, I think is. it's a really cool question to go into some things that we've not talked about before. Uh, we, or we've talked about them spread out through a lot of episodes. I think we've kind of given our position of things we'd like to see Sony do. Yeah. So, so I'm interested in hearing you yours because you I think one of them is... A handheld. We all knew that was coming. Handheld. And I agree there. Though, here's where I'll say on that, right? As a CEO, you do have to matter. You do have to keep about the livelihood of the company and say, oh, no, yeah, right? I would, and I'd make sure the company wouldn't lose money with dumb memory card problems. Sure. But there's a lot of things that I would do. So that would be one of them. But at the same time, I would go into it knowing that this is a risk and this will probably be the last time. Eh, it's not a risk if you do it right. It's still a risk. No. Because you, you no, still... You do, you do, okay, Mr. Gideon will help me out on here. If you take a PS... Next handheld, PS4... It's PS4P. PS4 portable. Sure, but go ahead. Continue. $300. Micro SD card slots. Hey, make a bundle with the next PS5. Absolutely would sell. 
no doubt about it. You can play Uncharted Four on the go. You can play any Warframe on the go. You can play everything you wanted. Okay, but this isn't a. This is, and I guess this whole question is hypothetical, right? But it's right. hypothetical seated in reality, in my opinion. Eh, so yeah, when you when you look at that, CEO of Sony, so it's never going to be sure. But I mean, reality. So, yeah, but I mean, like within the constraints of what are possible, you can't. Even if you became CEO today, you can't just make hardware that much crazier to get, right? You can't go off the top of your head right now and just go, this is going to happen and it's going to happen. Because first of all, $300, the battery you would need to be in that would, first of all, the, the machine would be massive. The battery you would no, need to be able to... switch. The, the switch is massive and has a bad look, battery life and isn't even as powerful look, as the we're PS4. Gonna look, we're going to have to compromise some things. It's going to have like a 240p touchscreen. <laughs> Oh it's God! Be, okay, so how are the games supposed use, to work? Because the games are still going to render at 1080p and then just push out to a 240p screen. How's right. that going to work? And they're going to run off disc, not Blu-rays, DVDs. Um, so we're going <laughs> we're going to drive this. We're going to bring back the UMD. Yeah, we're going. No, no, no. It's going to be a. New, but it's going to be a Blu-ray inside of a UMD. It's going to be a never-before-seen micro Blu-ray that's uh, not copying off the GameCube at all. Um, as a matter of fact, the, the system is going to be cubed. Uh, no screen at all. No handheld. Now uh, there's going to be a handle on the back, and to change up the colors, going to go purple. Okay, so and it's it, going to be called the Sony Game Dude. <laughs> <laughs> so gonna, in, in a real in a real world, great, would, great story. Back, in a real world, what would you do? I, I would bring back some form of a handheld. What what it would be? Not I would too. too. Sure. So uh, I, I'll, if I agree with yours, I'll just t- chime in, no, and no, then just, I'll cue yeah, mine separately. Just, just a handheld, you know, average, comparable to something like the Switch, 720p uh, screen or higher uh, for sure. 720 would be right because right. because the thing is you'd want the games to render at 720. You wouldn't want them to render well. higher, and you wouldn't yeah. want them to pull that much more battery life. Kind of like our phones being 1440p. Right. I like it. Would I be okay with the 1080p screen? Sure. Yeah. And it would help with battery life and it's a lot. Something that, like I said, I've always said, those two to me, like 1080p and 1440, are something that unless I'm comparing side by side, I would never know the difference. Sure. Um, and that's just just me, of course. But um, yeah. So new handheld on the horizon for sure. With uh, all the changes no that people we've talked about about Vita, so yeah, of course, having a uh, no proprietary memory card, a standard USD or a USD, uh, a standard uh, micro SD card. Sure, but, making sure you had good franchises that day one, similar to what the Switch did, which well, was see, that's, that's the Vita I'm, did. I will say that the Vita had great franchises on day one. It just never was supported. There was just other barriers one. of entry, you yeah. know. So and that's why I think that uh, Gideon's idea of like a PS4 pro, uh, portable would be cool for sure. Uh, it'd be almost. It'd be almost unachievable. Just the amount of it would the, the production cost, the uh, well, hardware cost, the actual. Cost the only of the way system. that you'd make it work otherwise, right, is if you did what the Switch does, which is makes games run at uh, render at a lower resolution, right? So, um, well, the Switch on on handheld is. 700p, 720p. 720p screen, but not the games don't typically render right. at 720. Yeah. They render at a lower resolution and bump up to 720 a lot of the time. Yeah, it, depends. Well, it depends. Different games yeah. are different. Yeah. So and I'm thinking with Sony first parties in mind. Of, and, uh, so okay, let's just make it. Hit. Let's just make it Sony first parties, right? Let's just say it's 720p and that they render at 720p. Even then, every game that already exists that you're trying to play on this would have to have a patch that made them render at 720p. That's not going to happen. That's where right. you, you got to get into the realistic side of why it doesn't make sense to pull that off. Oh no, yeah. Um, it's, it's, and it's understandable that it won't. Cool idea but though, and and that that uh, the little mock-up that mock-up looks dope. Perfect. It looks dope. Just, but you have a touchscreen instead of a touchpad, and that's all you need. Yeah, like, so you have all your controls right there. It, it's just an interesting but, um, thing to try and pull off still. So, but from a game, so I like that part. Is there any other things you do from a service level? Because I imagine crossplay would be one of the things well, that you and would that instantly can be go something. into. Yeah, no, not not exactly. I I 
show well, people up about the crossplay for everything right now, like Rocket League and, and um, Fortnite and stuff, because I'm still a firm believer that that's not really affecting much. But I'm also so sick of crossplay talk that I don't want to say. Well, <laughs> say yeah, and I'm more. not saying like long wise, uh, but I'm just saying I think yeah. that would be on your thing. I mean, I know that my I thing would, would be quickly, very quickly opening the account lock. Right. And yeah. then I, the I personally, I personally would leave crossplay alone. Uh, but just, I would handle the because which one seems more egregious? It just depends, yeah. Like because you know it doesn't you don't become CEO overnight. So over the course of whatever time it'll take me to be reinstated and trained and everything, what the stance on crossplay is it fizzled down? Is it still there? If it's still there, I'm gonna take care of the consumers. If it's not, then whatever. Then you know that what the people were right about it being a hype train for a couple weeks. Sure. Um, but other than that, we did kind of do an episode last week though about the, the stuff we want to come back and bring back and go away. Well, so, sure, but it's which ones we thought would come back and go away now. On this note, it's what games would you make sure came back? Oh, well, King Do you of have Hearts, any? Of course, making sure that that would that that would have at least one more like good spinoff game like Birth by Sleep, even though that's a main. That would be game. one of your handheld games. Yeah, it would be. Uh, that would be one of my handheld games. Uh, a near remake for sure. A Final Fantasy VII remake that would be handled by people who can actually handle video games and not delay them for fifteen years. Uh, that would be another one because. Well, now instead, now you're branching out into things you can't quite control. Oh no, I. Square Enix, you bring me this game in the next three years or you're gone. No more deals with Square Enix. <laughs> Give Switch Octopath. Oh, boy, you, you, you cutting room floor, ain't you? No, yeah, like I'm telling you, uh, it's it's infuriating with the release dates. I would never, ever uh, give out a game trailer if it's not a year away from release. I actually, Period. you know what? I think that to an extent that's smart. The only reason that I think console manufacturers get away with it differently is the fact that they are trying to build hype to buy consoles. Yeah. Uh, and they stand differently. If Ubisoft does stuff like that, it, it gets way more backlash typically too. Yeah. Whereas Sony kind of uses it as like, a, well, this is a gateway as to why you want to buy a PS4. And these other games that are coming out up until this are why you're, why you're like, oh yeah, I'm glad I bought it now. Right. Or why, I, or, oh man, these games are coming. That's why I'm going to buy it. It's a little different because you are pushing hardware as well as just, instead of just software. But, yeah, uh, and uh, well, I mean, and even then, though, some of the games I want to brought back, similar to this, you can't tell them, you know, two years uh, or three years or whatever. It's because I don't have uh, it'll be completely out of the control in terms of like getting these studios to come back and bring these games back. So, other than that, like, I think that would be it. I think I would definitely sink the ship that is Sony. <laughs> so, what about you? Uh, accidentally, accidentally, like, I'll have a handheld on the Sony uh, ship, though. That's all that matters. <laughs> well, handheld, like I said, and I think I would go a lot of the same ways. I would try and make sure that they had. Big franchises that made sense for a handheld. Uh, first of all, clickable thumbsticks, uh, L2, R2 on the handheld. Bam. That would make the, the handheld awesome. Um, all digital steel. Um, I mean, not all digital, but uh, not a disc, right? If you're going to do a cartridge, which makes the most sense, uh, do a cartridge and do a thing. A lot of what Vita did right, and then just take away all of what Vita did wrong, and then expand on it, which is you know adding the triggers and stuff like that. Uh, I think I would let the Resistance franchise breathe again, as long as I could find somebody who felt passionate enough about it to handle it Gorilla. in a way that they felt like they were doing it right. Because uh, Sly Cooper would be another one of those things. I would give one more Sly Cooper at least, and make sure that you knew it was the last one. It was going to wrap everything up, and then if you choose to come back to it because it does well, then you reboot or whatever. Um, but I would make sure because the Sly story is always so interesting, uh, interesting to me. Because uh, Sanzaru Games, the reason that Sly 4 happened once Sucker Punch moved on from 3 is that Sanzaru started building a prototype for a new Sly Cooper game without Sony's permission. They just did it. Yeah. And then they came to Sony and were like, hey, we want to pitch you what our idea for a Sly 4 is and show you that we already have it. Here's our tech to make it. And then Sony made a deal with them. Like, okay, if you'll do our Sly Cooper 1, 2, and 3 remake, we will let you, we will green light this. And it's what uh, and our, you know, we should have done with PT. Sh- that, that's actually something that I forgot to say you could be in the news is that they literally shut down the fan-made PT I saw. thing. And, they, I and saw. then they gave them jobs as interns. 
So it's like, yeah, you could have still let them release that game or something or let them work on it and True. be part of it. Somehow, some way. Their, their studio or whatever. But I think that that story is amazing because what it was was well, a group a of people who loved the series so much they wanted to bring it back. And they did so in a way that was so faithful to the original series that it is indistinguishable. You would not be able to put those four games in front of each other and not know that they weren't made by the same team. And that is amazing. That is a real feat. Most people would get cold feet hearing about a franchise that was always handled by one team moving on to a new franchise, to a new place. You'd always have a little bit of trepidation. And I think that was there going into it. But the game was so good. I loved it. And they brought back original voice acting cast. They were smart about the way they did things. And it felt decidedly Sly Cooper. I want one more. Wrap things up. Give Sanzaru another try. Obviously, if the same people that loved it so much are there, they can handle it in a way that is great. And then hope that it sells well. If it doesn't, I mean, that, that would be my thing. I would, I would want to make sure that you're wrapping it up in a way where it's not sitting with a cliffhanger. Okay, makes sense. Uh, I think I would bring Resistance back, like I say, as long as I could find somebody who loved it in that same way and wanted to see it. If they wanted to reboot it but could still give it the same level of care yeah. because they cared about it, great. Uh, I think I would make sure that we get one more Killzone. Uh, Killzone Shadowfall did well enough to make a sequel, uh, but the thing about it is that Gorilla is making Horizon, obviously. And I don't want to take them off of Horizon. Uh, I wouldn't have closed Gorilla Cambridge if it was up to me. I would, I would reinstate some form of a secondary Gorilla team, and I would make sure that they were making a new kill zone. Yeah, um, I that makes sense. And I would make it a PS5 launch game. Bam. That would be my. That'd be one of my things. Uh, I would make sure that the order comes back. That's not surprising at all. The order would come out as a PS5 launch game as well. Those would be my two flagship titles on launch day. Uh, I would try and make more games in the vein of what Knack was trying to do, which is trying to be a more overall friendly because a lot of like we talked about it all of playstation's exclusives outside of little big planet and dreams realistically and i guess ratchet but ratchet doesn't come as often anymore as it once did right uh, i would want more games like ratchet and uh, and knack and little big planet where you have more games that are exclusives that are more family friendly i think it's smart it gives people it gives more people a reason to go into your ecosystem and then grow with it right if you can get a kid in with games like little big planet and whatnot get them on a playstation they'll grow with playstation they'll probably stay with it until the next iteration of ps5 they'll mature the games that are mature will start making sense for them and then you've got a new customer that's diehard right right that's the idea behind the whole point of a business you want to get people in keep them in until they're at a point where and when i say diehard i just mean that they are actively looking into what you're making as a company and caring um and aren't likely to easily jump ship. Right. So, you know, because there are people that just really rest in the middle, and they just kind of go, I think Blake is that way. He obviously Sorry. likes uh, Xbox, but he kind of steers between which one feels like it's doing the most for him at the moment. Yeah. Uh, where That's some people will just kind of be like, well, PlayStation may not be doing enough for me at the moment, but the third parties will tie me over, or Xbox isn't doing enough for me at the moment, but the third parties will tie me over. They'll stick for whatever reason, so... Yeah. Uh, I think that uh, PS Plus, I would continue to expand upon. I would make sure that the games uh, are... I don't want to go too hard into that because it's kind of our topic to an extent, uh, the the online network infrastructure side. But I would make sure all that's handled well, uh, and I would continue to do that. I would ditch PS Now, find a way for PS... Or not even ditch it, adapt it, keep the name PS Now, uh, bring it this thing where you kind of kind of emulate games pass games pass is a great deal it's just a bad business decision so as a business ceo i would want to do something where it's similar but no day one titles on the service uh i would wait make sure all games are at least a year after they've released oh, before no, they get out of the service you wouldn't have anybody do that no nah. no yeah i guarantee you right now if you didn't have um if you didn't have day one releases on games pass it'd be half the users there are Maybe, but I would also make sure that my... And it depends, because right, Games Pass is a weird thing. And I think that I would need to look more into the data of Games Pass. There are some people that are saying that their game did not see noticeable drops in sales because of being on Games Pass. 
but there's a number of reasons why. I'm sure there's a drop in sales, but the market's well, paying that. about the money that they're making. Yeah, exactly. Because, and mean, that more people may be trying it because of the fact that it's on a $10 service well, instead yeah. of a $60 game. Yeah, I, mean, I get it. You, you said earlier that $11 has come out so far, and you're like, yeah, I'll keep it for now, even though Horizon's like, oh, yeah, you're not even using it really. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not renewing next, next month. I'm yeah. going to close it this month. Unless we keep playing CFDs, right. I don't know if we will. It just depends. Yeah, I um, hope so. Blake, you better. We better so play. My, my point, well, if CFDs continues to be fun for me, I'm not going to play it just because. But yeah. I have not not had fun with the game yet. Exactly. I should say. So. Yeah. Uh, but my point being is that it's hard. You got to look at these from business perspective. If it makes more sense for me to drive my console in one spot, now of course PS Now would benefit by being only on PlayStation. At that point, I would remove it from PC completely. In my opinion, the only reason it's on PC now is it needs that to buoy it being around at all. Uh, is what it looks like, in my opinion. They need the PC people who don't want to buy a PlayStation to play some of the PlayStation games so that the service has some form of users. That's what it seems like the reason it's on both. I would not keep it on PC personally. I would make sure it was only on my platform because the whole point about it is that you want to try and keep your platform there. Now, if the, if the landscape t- continues to shift to a point where PlayStation will eventually just be a platform similar to what it seems like Microsoft is doing. Eventually Microsoft would be able to get out of the console business, but remain the platform that they are. Yeah. Um, cause they already are a platform across console and PC. Um, but I mean, I don't know. That's kind of where I stand. I think the franchise that I'd want to brand, I'd want Sony Japan to do more. I would make sure we have more JRPGs, uh, not just a ridiculous amount. Cause you want to be smart, uh, but I would get that legend of Dragoon remake going smooth yeah, i would try and something we do need yeah I, I would say that that'd be smart even maybe sure even bring in some odd franchises like wild arms in a weird way uh i would be very careful about closing which i think they have been very careful about closing different uh studios because they've lost some studios that i think were good talent but they had to have their reasons why gorilla cameras just doesn't make sense to me you gave them two games in a row on platforms that were dying and then kill them you know yeah hard to say but that's kind of where i stand i mean we could go for hours on that realistically but uh we will go from there into Saul. Do you think it's time for the main topic? Sure. Yeah. Let's okay. So the main topic is uh, Saul thought about this, and I want to see. I'm gonna let him kind of lead things off because this is his topic, and uh, I think he's got reasons he wants to talk about it. I want to hear him out and then uh, offer my opinions. Sure. So we all know that PS, like all of PlayStation Network, needs it needs somewhat of an overhaul, um, and we want to talk about like what we want to see it do and what changes we want, what things we don't want to see go and stuff like that in terms of a PS five release or even an update. So I think that out of us two, I'm still the only one that has problems with the store, right? Does your store always load up? Does it? Yeah. I don't ever so, have problems where it just doesn't come up. I don't know what it is. Like I, I, I literally, I don't uh, visit the store as much as you though. And two, I feel like that's worth mentioning because yeah. you buy more digital games than I do. But two days ago, I went to go download Warframe and it's like, I opened up the store. I got the blue screen, and it just sat there and loaded. It just sat there and loaded. And then I finally got Warframe to pop up, so then I went to Warframe, and then there was no download button. It was like, it was Interesting. Invisible. We've had Warframe before, so it's in my games thing. Right. I just went over there to my library and redownloaded it's fa- it. It's fast for me to just go right there real quick and go. I mean, I, I'm sure I, mean, I could have gone I down I guess I get it, but if your purchases. store doesn't work. Well, and also, nine times out of ten, when I go to library to purchases, it just sits there and loads all of them up very slowly. And it does, it does not make sense. Like, for this to be a next gen console, I don't and the the don't even get me started on Xbox because theirs is real bad too. Ads all over the place, um, but yeah, like it's it. I thought this was gonna be fixed when I got the Pro, and it's not. It's just retarded, and it's just what's what else is worse is the keyboard. Can we please get rid of this stupid keyboard that the PlayStation Market has? Have you used it lately? Oh it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Up and down I hate keyboard. that. 
back whenever it was the glory days and you could just type into a search bar on the old ugly PlayStation store that ran really well on PS3. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, their keyboard system, everything works so well that like, why is that even a thing? And I know why, really. It's it's a marketing thing. It's because if you go type in Kingdom Hearts, you can type in Kingdom Space and you're still going to get stuff that it does not fit that criteria because they think you may, oh, Splurgeon, let's get that. I didn't see that before. It's There's guaranteed because I know their search algorithm can't be that dumb. There's no way. Like, Maybe it can, man, because Sony's... No, that's, it, here's the thing about Sony's back end, right? And this is where it's funny that the whole topic, from what you just very quickly pitched it to me as, I have one big thought about what I think needs to happen. I don't know how viable it is, but I'll get into right. it when you're more done with yours. So go ahead. Oh, well, I was just saying that uh, it's like, I, I can't remember what I was searching for. I think it might have been Bloodborne when, when it became back on free. And I remember going and searching, and before I found Bloodborne, it's it's not even an alphabetical order. It's like I typed in B-L-U-O-O, and I was just like, okay, there is uh, like B-R. B-L-U-O-O? Blue-O? Oh, did I save that? B-L-O-O. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. But yeah, I, I typed in B-L-O-O, and it's just like, I'm getting BRs up above me, BAs. I'm like, what? This isn't even an alphabetical order for the most part. Oh, you'll oh. get it where like the second word starts with a B and it starts coming up. It's like, uh, Castle Brigade. Yeah. Why is that in here? Exactly. That happens too often. And my biggest complaint with the store, and I'm going to go ahead and this is where I'm going to finish my store rant, is that every single time, and I, don't, and I do not, I'm not overestimating or over exaggerating this, this happens to me, is that it, when I'm searching for a game, that happens. And if that doesn't happen, when I'm trying to buy, download a game, there is no download button. There is no price button. If you, you'll have that little price tag right there and you'll click on it to go to PayPal and pay. doesn't work. It just, it's not there. It's not visible. I have to close out of the store, restart my PS4 sometimes to go back and do it. Wow. And Never experienced that Every time that I do this, I found a fix, but it's, it's annoying to have to do. Every time I do it, I go test my internet. And I'm getting like 160, so, 170 megabytes per You know per what's second. really interesting on this? I think that I've, when I do visit the store, I'm normally at work. And I visit it on my phone. See, I do that when and I'm then not, I And then like, I just come home and go to my library and download whatever do, it is. I do that from my phone, too, at work. And, like, I'll do that. And I'll hit download. Uh, what game just came out recently and I did that for? Uh, whatever game I bought digitally came out. I did that at work. And I got home. And it was downloaded and ready to go. Which uh, is an awesome feature. It is. That feature needs to come back in PS5. But, yeah, like, revamp the store. And when I'm in game deals, I should not be in game deals. I should not go down far enough and I'll see HD avatars for buying. And then there's games below that. That should never, ever, ever be in the games deal category. That's not a game. Get it out of there. Like, a complete revamp of the store. A re, a actual usable keyboard. Uh, a search engine that works well. A um, There's no, like, weird hiccups where it glitches and stuff. Because every now and then, you could Google it. You can go find people that have these same problems. I'm not the only one. Because I've Googled this before. I love how you say it. go Google it and you pull up your phone. Is it because it's a Google Pixel? It's because of Google Pixel. Yeah, go Google. Go Google. <laughs> I think it's because you always Google on your phone. Everybody does. I mean, yeah, that's true too. Um, but uh, yeah, it's like it's, it's a common problem that people have, and it, you know, you may say, "Oh, well, that doesn't affect me." Well, it affects every it affects other people, and it's enough that I can't stand having. To yeah, go to no, the store. don't. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it's not a problem because it doesn't affect me. I mean, it's not a problem for, for me. Yeah, but, but it, it, if if it I problem. was the one, so like, okay, going back to the question, if I was CEO of Sony and I knew this was a problem, I'd be like, okay, what's causing this? Yeah, is it our? It's because it's ob- it can't be the system. No, you know, it's, it can't it's, be. It has it's to the be back end. in their infrastructure. So you, you look at that, and I would be like, we got to get this fixed. But that kind of goes into my entire thing. But um, that's so kind of for the just, store side of it. That's just the story. So, I mean, so when we were talking about this, you know, 
you originally kind of pitched this as PS Plus, and I was like, well, it'd be better to expand it because you had a couple of thoughts outside of PS Plus. I was like, well, okay, well, then why don't we just expand it to yeah, network the store in is... general? So this is PlayStation Network, the network services, everything tied into the online side right. of being PS, on PlayStation. Yeah, everything. So what else would you do? Because, I mean, you mentioned Games Pass, and I imagine that in your mind you have some kind of... I would I would improve uh, PlayStation Plus as in the package. There is... As a package. So a now package what do you deal, mean by this? Uh, the the nine ninety nine it cost a month. Or whatever it is now, twelve ninety nine or eleven ninety nine. Oh, it's it's still nine ninety month. Okay. Still not. It's still ten dollars a month, but they changed the yearly price to sixty instead of fifty. Okay, that's and I think was. they changed the. I think they changed a three month from seventeen ninety nine to twenty five. Yeah, just being a PlayStation Plus member, that that package okay. there, you get the games you get. Sure, yeah, but but stuff. what do you mean by the package? So you say improve it, like now the games that you get with it. Yeah, lately, are you saying been... like including a? Are you saying because like when you brought up PS Plus and then you brought up Games Pass, they're they're two completely separate no, things. No, see, so I'm trying to figure out. Well, then separate that because well, I'm not talking about that. Okay, right that's that's what I was yeah, trying to figure out. No, I would. PS Plus would be improved in terms of having... Now, this is in your text, to be fair. That's what right, I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know if, if I read your text wrong. Well, I think I just may not have pronunciated it correctly. Uh, but PS Plus package would be a little bit better. That They would keep on... The games we've been getting lately have been good. We would keep getting those quality of games. And that's happened since the price increase, which I think yeah. is smart. It's still, though, uh, in terms of uh, the online playing side of things that require you have PS Plus. All the online games, pretty much 90% of them that do... Uh, stop with the stupid servers. Fix your servers because you know it's been four times now. The 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 Sony service has been out this past week. Yeah, this week has been bad. Now, what's funny is every time it's been down, it works uh, for some people, but for some it doesn't. Yeah, I I, I've been on a lot this week, surprisingly, because yeah. what's dumb is that uh, Black Ops Three won't let me go into a online off. I on, it won't let really me go into an offline mode without going into my system and turning online connection off or unplugging it from the back. Oh, that's dumb. And it means that my campaign save. Oh no. Is on the, the cloud. cloud. Oh. And not Sony's cloud. But Activision's cloud. Activision's cloud. That's even so worse. the other day, I just turned my PlayStation on. I can't remember what was going on. It may have been a moment, but it was it was very brief. I tried to get on, and I thought my I thought for some reason the game the game had deleted my save, and I was like, I'm not playing this anymore. I'm putting this down if that's the case. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm angry, and then I realized that it said it didn't connect to PlayStation. I was like, but why? Because another thing that happens, it won't let me. Once you go into campaign, you can't back out into multiplayer. The menu for Black Ops oh, Three yeah, that's is what, that's, ridiculous. No, yeah, I think it's been that way for a lot of Call of Duty games lately. Is that it campaign is, is its own like almost separate game with the way the menus work. Once you're in the campaign, you, you have to are go in back the campaign. The, yeah, you have to go back to the actual like multiplayer menu. Well, no, go, I can't even. I have to exit the game and restart it. There's to, something wrong there. And they say updated. I thought I remember there being a back to main menu thing. Okay, because I tried, they, I tried, but more importantly, I noticed that it said that it was because uh, it couldn't connect to PlayStation Network, and right. I was like, "Wait, but and then, but so what? What made me realize that was I was like, "Well, okay." Whenever I put my system in the rest mode, like I always do, whenever I come back on, it says that it's lost my game, and I was like, "Why would that happen?" Yeah, and because it's, it's all on the cloud. Because it considers me to be playing online, which is dumb. Right, and see, like my thing is, is that. You, you, you but that would be a problem, right? So if, if it was down, it would cause me issues if I right. couldn't even play a game I was playing because of that. Well, I mean, it's thing. dumb that my game wasn't being saved on my console. I want to get that out of the way. Yeah. That's not Sony's fault. But uh, in terms of it would be Sony's fault if I was going into a game that I knew saved on the cloud. And then was deleted. And it was, or I couldn't play it because I couldn't connect. Or that too, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's the extra like 10 bucks a month. We have gotten no like substantial like I'm, this sounds weird but that's like 120 dollars a year that you're having to pay extra now 
um, in a way. What in the hell are you talking about, extra hundred? Only if I you're mean, buying monthly. Yeah, only, but, which is a dumb Okay, hold on, hold on. Are you still buying monthly? No, no, no. Okay, because that was I, the issue before. Yeah, no, yeah. Now, I will say this. monthly, you, you dumb. <laughs> yeah, dude, no. It's $10 more than it was for a year. For Yeah, a year. How um, that is, and for the quality of games we've been getting, now, don't get me wrong. The argument's uh, there that why. The month before Bloodborne was pretty bad. I can't remember what it was, but I remember thinking, like, it was bad. It was nothing but, um, it uh, it was indie games. Well, was, even then, if it even let's just be, I mean, let, let's just use this month as an example: Absolver and um, Heavy Rain. One's a last gen remake uh, or remaster, like a game. and one's a, a really year old indie game. Indie game. Yeah. Okay, but that's fine because they're good games and they were rated but not, high. But yeah, this is this is the new age, of and PlayStation one's an Plus, exclusive, which is a good example because the rest of the PlayStation Plus before now has like three good months out of the entire year of games that have come out that is actually interesting to play. I guess it always depends on what you think. But, I mean, don't worry. I, I'm with you to an extent, but I always do wonder when people are like, well, these games suck. It's like, well, first of all. Well, a lot of people are saying that because that's what they think. Like, that's that's a majority well, of people But think also, that. a lot of people seem to think that they, they can't be indie games. They have to be AAA games. Well, and I think some of that, in that some of that ex, Some of that expectation comes from PlayStation 3. On the PlayStation 3, man, when PS Plus was completely optional, and I've been on PS Plus since it came out. Yeah, I love you get, like, what, did you get Drake um, Suntari, like, 2? Like no, dude, they they gave Uncharted or three at one point. I think uh, at one point, um, well, the Vita one was free for like six months for a year. Okay, yeah, for and a year. and so was, and was a forty dollar game. Infamous two was on there on PS three. Uh, we got the Tomb Raider reboot like six months after it came out. But I'm not saying that I'm not saying that the game. Oh, I'm with you. I'm, but I'm saying that I get the issue, that. I'm saying that there should be something more. Like you don't increase a service ten dollars per year for everybody, and then you don't do anything. Like there's well, but but they, but here, the only thing about that is that they are currently still giving away normally more than six games a month. That's what Xbox does, and like they don't have these outages that you I, always hear about. No, no, that. But I'm talking about just PS Plus. Now, so from the game side, because I thought you were saying the games. Comparing comparing games with gold to PS Plus is... is As an entirety, including the fact that they have to be... You have to have them to be online. Right. Yeah. I thought you were just comparing the games alone. And I was like, well, okay, for the price increase, the games are fine. Now, the price increase and wanting the price increase to also mean that there's a better back-end infrastructure. Right. Sure. And and that's the thing, too, is that you got to think about the people who don't really care about PS Plus games. They're just... They're using PS Plus to play Call of Duty every day. Sure. And then it got increased for $10. And here we are, three days out of this past week, all the, everything's down, and you can't play. T- like, what's the point? So, I would definitely increase their servers. Like, it, it, something has to be done in that turn. And I don't even know if it's the and, servers or the age, because I'm, I'm going to get into my thing in just a second. I'm going to okay. go ahead and let you finish, but I do think some of it might be that just how outdated their entire infrastructure is. Uh, if they if they didn't plan on releasing the PS5 until this far, then they should have planned for these kind of servers, and that's entirely their fault. Well, you know, they've already said that the fact that their infrastructure and has all these weird problems with the fact that you can't change your name and stuff is their fault, because they tried very quickly jumping into online when they realized... Then they shouldn't release the... If they've admitted fault, they shouldn't, have, they shouldn't increase the price by $10 and then still nothing come of it. Well, I'm talking about things like the naming. We don't quite know if it's because the we don't quite know if the outages are because of aged infrastructure in terms of the way that it was set up being archaic and weird, or if it's bad servers or what. Right. Uh, that's, or, or even underload servers. It could whatever. Just be that yeah. Whatever it be. That's so. They just need better servers. They need better. They just need a better online experience because sure. lately, in the past year and a half, there's been. I, I think in the past year and a half, there's been that many more that many um, outages since I've owned the system. Like I can't think in the I've, I've owned it since like what four years now, right at four years. I think in the last year and a half, there's been more outages than than any year than ever. 
I've ever owned this system. I don't know. It's really I, I don't and pay attention not, to them enough, so it's hard. I don't want to speak from a place of knowledge on that. I, I just and I do play a lot more normally, online games than you do too. Which yeah, is more that's of what a I mean. For me. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, it's I, more of a I wouldn't even know. Happen. Yeah, and so like that's what I would down. change in terms of like the bad side, like the good side. What they're doing in terms of having the app and you could download games. That's perfect. Keep on doing that. The party chat system, perfect. Keep on doing that. Everything about the game, the streaming services they offered, Switch still doesn't have Netflix. Keep on offering everything like that. Everything about the services are fine right now. Yeah, I love that, and I think it's worth mentioning. I'm glad you said that about not having to pay for PS Plus to access things like Netflix right. yes, and, and free-to-play games. You can play Warframe without decision. having to have PS yeah. Plus. And that's why I said 90% of games are Yeah, required and that's a, that's a great, great... I think all, all the free games are like free, free. If, if it's free-to-play, you can play it without that's, PS yeah, Plus. And that is not true of Microsoft. And, you know, Sony gets lambasted a lot for things that I don't completely agree with. One of the things that I will say that they have done that Microsoft have not followed suit on that is anti-consumer, if we're going to use that word, I even though I don't like that word, but if we're going to throw the word out there and use it for its base value, Sony is being more pro-consumer by letting consumers who just buy a PlayStation and want to play Warframe or, or Fortnite or any of these games free, they can just hop on and play it. You oh, don't yeah, have true. to have PS Plus. You can play Fortnite exactly. 100% free. And, and that's where, where if you're on Xbox, you can't play. Yeah, okay, sure. Exactly. You can you can play with Switch on Xbox. You have to pay to play with Switch on Xbox. If the only game you play on, on, on Xbox is Fortnite, you still got to pay $60 a year. Yeah, and that's ridiculous. That, at a time like this, like this is where people should fall suit from Sony and take. Hey, and I think currently you still have to have Netflix. You still have to have uh, games with gold or whatever no, you want to call it to, yeah. to do Netflix. Okay, no games with gold, but yeah, I think you. I think we actually, yeah, we canceled our Xbox Live subscription that was the Xbox 360 in our bedroom, and we can't watch Netflix. Yeah, that's which what I is thought. Ridiculous. So stupid. Ridiculous. And, and this isn't a common problem that people are going to have because nine times out of ten, if you're using online features or playing other games, and you're going to have Xbox Live anyways. But for the one, like for the percent of them, it's it's ridiculous. It shouldn't be a thing. Sure. Um, but yeah, like Sony's done so much good this generation in terms of their system. It's just there are these little hiccups and bugs that constantly happen that I feel like should not happen. And the one and other thing to like say. The, it's like the, the freezing in the Xbox menu. You hit our bump on Xbox, it takes like two seconds to get there. There's a lag there. Mm-hmm. And on the I Xbox remember. One S, it's a lot better, but it's still a little noticeable. Uh, whereas I, I don't really have oftentimes of lag in the PlayStation uh, system. Uh, unless I'm running a game and I just happen to hit the PlayStation button and then I start trying to go somewhere. Every now and then it'll hook up a little bit. Mine will normally even then let me move, but pictures, oh, it'll let me move, pictures but and stuff don't quite load. load. Yeah. 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 So they take a second. But what I wanted to get out real quick before you continue, though, is that there is something to be said about the fact that, yeah, this is the first time that Sony's ever charged for online, online play, which is smart on them from a business perspective. They're making tons gen, of money. No, PS Plus was completely optional. Oh, no, it was the online passes you had to buy last gen. And that wasn't Sony. That right, was that the industry was each, as a whole. Yeah, that was each developer. Um, like Naughty Dog did that for The Last of Us, and then I think... Well, I I don't think it was in The Last of Us. No, it was in The Last of Us. It was? Yeah. So it wasn't in the I remember, remaster. I remember having... Yeah, I remember getting a pamphlet in the case of The I Last remember of there us. were plenty of games that had that, though. Yeah. Uh, of All-Stars Battle Royale being one of them. Um, but that said, um, what I was saying is that last generation it was arguable which one had more. I would say because of the online facet being so much better on Xbox for most people's opinion, definitely what you hear from people. Um, I think more people were on Xbox last generation, right? Well, this generation PlayStation outselling Xbox almost two to one also means that there is very likely about two times the amount of people on PlayStation network. So you're talking about servers under stress, right? Right. Well, 
maybe Xbox does connect disconnect less often. Maybe it's down less often. Because there's but less is people. It, <laughs> is that because that there's there's a better infrastructure? Maybe. Well, is it, it because there's better servers? Maybe. Is it because not as many people are on? Very well, possibly what's curious, so. Too is that like now, now, now Sony should have com- prepared no, yeah, or or by now accommodated for the success yeah. gap. And like they can even they can even do something like well, and think about this real quick. You said that you never noticed them until until like the last year. Realistically, you've been noticing more down. About a year and a half, yeah. Sure, but let's just—I mean, so even then, Fortnite came out about a year ago, right? Right. More people are playing on PlayStation Network now than ever because of Fortnite. Yeah. So, so it's all. Those so people. think about the and there's a lot of reasons that Sony could have accommodated for the the number of PlayStations out and be like, okay, well, this is what we're seeing as act, standard activity, right? That standard activity may be getting way thrown off every month by because Fortnite keeps skyrocketing. Yeah, and I think that there should be something in place, and I, I don't know if this is possible, but you know, and I don't know if that even comes back on them or if that's just Fortnite servers. But I mean, because the PlayStation server still has to connect and then connect you to Fortnite server, right? So I mean, yeah, there would still be that much more activity on the PlayStation I would, server. I would think. With the the amount of PS4s they've sold and the um, the, uh, the the one time increase they did of PS Plus, that they would have enough money to cover the server fixes if if necessary. Well, maybe, but you also don't want servers just sitting there that you're not using necessarily. I'm sure their servers go up and down as they need to. I'm sure they they pay for. I would almost argue they're in a constant state of high. Like they're constantly having people on them and play them just because the time zones and everything in between. Yeah, like, and they are in more territories than Xbox. Yeah. Uh, in terms of being, they're dominant in more territories than Xbox. Right. You know, it's like uh, Xbox, Switch, and PlayStation are all almost neck to neck in the U.S. Yeah. Um, but in places like Europe, uh, PlayStation's really killing. And then you go, and now, but there's still quite a bit of Xbox people in Europe, so that's not surprising. But then yeah. when you uh, go into places like Russia and China and stuff like that, it's more PlayStation's way more yeah, dominant. PlayStation. Uh, Japan. So, you know, you got to think about th- There's a lot of differences in that route. PlayStation is in more areas, and uh, they Brazil has a huge PlayStation Oh, no, they following. definitely do, yeah. So, I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen a, um, what's his name? Oh... Uh, I'll put it in the description if I remember it with the video. There's a guy playing Until Dawn, and I was watching. And almost every video I noticed, like episode one, two, three, four, I was like, love from Brazil. And there's like uh, hundreds of upvotes on it. I'm like, and I go to the comments, and it's like, we love you from Brazil. And I'm like, what is this weird phenomenon going on here? And like, I noticed that over the like the course of the last six Brazil months. Brazil has had happened. a very interesting uh, gaming they, thing because they actually have like a huge tax. I could be wrong on this. I'm fairly positive it's Brazil. You have to pay a lot of money to get consoles there. Yeah. Because there's like a, the taxation like, on them coming in is ridiculous. Yeah. So buying a PlayStation 4 there would be like the equivalent of $800. It's so wholesome though. I see like all of them showing support and comments and stuff. It's yeah. great. Yeah. But, I mean, aside from, like, the little complaints of the store, I, I don't think there's much else they could change because they're nailing it all. I don't think, like, in terms of, like, having another service. And I wonder if the story pro- I wonder if the store problem is also tied into server, server hiccups. Yeah, and that could be it. Um, and I honestly don't know because, again, I know that you visit the store more than I do. Uh, I definitely do. I, I visit the store maybe once a week. The ability to visit the store on your phone also means that there could be different heights and lows, like low points and high points. Yeah, and that's, that's something, like, I stand by. That's one of Stress the best. Stress points, yeah. whatever you want to call it. That's but, one of the best features uh, but like I think that if they were if they wanted to and and I can't I'm not gonna say much about this because there's no there's no like evidence that this could happen there's we don't know anything about PS5 but if they incorporate a backwards compatibility thing with a new PS Plus subscription where uh, like let's say you get a backwards compatible game for month included you know in your thing that would be fantastic now but do you mean know... to play forever yes it'd be something to own so they drop out Vita they get well you a they PS... would they would keep 
PS4 games and just keep going with them, but they would be backwards compatible. So you'd get four games now instead of just right. That's three. What, that's what the that's what I was talking about. The kind of like what Xbox does currently, where it's like okay, you get two Xbox. That, that's why I was comparing one it to games, games Pass in the text. It's something I would like to. That would be see. The, that's not Games Pass though. That's just games with gold. And I, it may be that you're getting the names mixed up. Oh yeah, it is. It is. That's exactly what I'm getting. The names okay, mixed up for. that makes yeah, way yeah. more sense. Yeah, games with gold. It's it's you get that one backwards compatibility game. And like I said, we don't know much about the PS5, if really anything at all, other than um, Navi and stuff. But if that is a possibility, that would be really sweet. That six months, one year in, they update PS Plus. Uh, and I wouldn't even say that far, honestly, because you're getting older games. But then you could really get the big hitters, like the first week that the PS Plus or PS Five releases, the game of the month could be, you know, say it releases November, Uncharted Four. Here's your here's the biggest horizon. I'm with you now. Here's the biggest problem with that, though. You could do that, but the other thing you run into, right, uh, with this is that PlayStation Plus goes back a lot farther uh, than games with gold does oh no yeah because before it was just xbox live gold then they changed the games with gold following playstation plus's idea yes which is a great idea um now when they roll through this you gotta think about this playstation had a number of years under their belt i think playstation plus started in 10 or 11 one of the two um games with gold or did you say playstation plus PlayStation plus i was like games with gold started like 14 14 yeah so when you think about it that way you have about three years under your belt more than Xbox. Okay, well, Xbox is able to do that because they didn't have it. Currently, Xbox can do this because they can give you well, Xbox One games. I mean, I'm sorry, Xbox 360 games is backwards compatible games because they didn't have games with gold throughout the 60s life cycle anyway. Now, PlayStation did. So the problem with it right now is let's just say PlayStation is already having a problem with trying not to put the same PlayStation 3 game on again, Right. That's already going to happen coming into this next gen for well, both. Where yeah, that's why you save the big hitters for PS5 because we have yet to see Uncharted, Uncharted 4, Horizon, The Order. But Hellblade, I think we will see The Order stuff. soon. Yeah, so. all this stuff. Like Killzone. You still haven't seen Killzone yet. That's a launch game. Apparently Killzone's been in one territory, though. I or Maybe it was a Europe game or something. But, you know, one thing that's what? happened <laughs> is that PS Plus has changed this last year where PS Plus is almost ubiquitous across where everybody gets the same thing. Yeah. That used to not be the case. And, yeah, China it, would get something different. I remember, different. like, Europe would get something Abzu different. and something else, like, just six months ago. Was yeah, but that was, that was that even... That was a rarity because it had since at that then point, been the same. Yeah, at that point, it was even majority of them the same. But, yeah, that's, that's the last thing I'm going to say is that we don't really know much about the PS5, but if there was a form of backwards compatibility, a, a free backwards compatibility, game per month would be cool i would assume that if they're going to go that route they're going to have um the full list and like xbox does where they're kind of updating but i don't really know much about that kind of technology but brett why don't you take it away so we can end the episode so i basically went into a little bit of my tangent right about sony's age thing so the 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 remainder of my tangent my idea is that because of the fact they've built all this on top of this very old outdated weird way of doing infrastructure right my idea for this right is as painful as it would be, I think considering that Sony's in a great position to do so, I think that they really need to completely build from scratch a, a new back end to move forward into PS5 with. I don't expect it this gen, but I expect it next gen. And that way, if nothing else, we get name change at that point because now this is a new system. The, the obvious problems with that, if backwards compatibility is there, well, trophies can probably be ported well, right that's what i'm trying to think of is yeah if you're changing games licenses should be able to be ported i would yeah because would. what we already know right and again there's no for sure but there's potential so if it is possible and i will say i'm ignorant to the way that these things work if they if there's absolutely no way to transfer the data from one back-end system to this brand new from the ground up one then fine so be it there's nothing i can do about that um 
So this idea is to scratch it all. But I want to see them come from the ground up with a much more reasonable and intuitive and new age system that's not built on this incredibly antiquated idea that they originally did just so they could catch up and have some kind of competition with Xbox whenever everybody found out that Xbox Live was doing incredibly well and PlayStation had to play catch up. Right. Uh, with the PS3's online services. You know, people always talk about back when the PlayStation Store, uh, a lot of people talk about this, back when the PlayStation Store was on the browser, browser on PlayStation. Yeah. Your XMB. Um, which is ridiculous. So, you know, you think about that, and it's like everything about PlayStation Network is built on that. The fact that they've even been able to move it this much is kind of amazing. Yeah. But if that's a possible solution, I would like to see them do that. Now, other things that we haven't talked about that go into network ideas, right? Some we, we talked about services, but I want to talk about like the ideas that, or we talked about the services that are the things that come to your mind almost instantly, right? But I want to think I want to talk about ones that I think are really interesting that have died down in terms of uh, the hype behind them, but I do think that they I do think that they still see real world use. Uh, so one of those is the share function. Uh, I think that PlayStation Isn't was that in, function still broken right now on Twitter. I don't There's know. A big problem they had where you could share stuff to Twitter. Maybe, for a while. but for the longest time, it's not had issues. So even if it's going on now, uh, the the fact that Sony were keen enough and really looking at what was going on, and when they made the PlayStation, they were smart enough and intuitive enough to go, "We need to put a share button on the controller." Yeah, and it was genius. Smart. I don't, I don't, I don't. It's imagine. funny when they first were doing. It, I was like, "This is so dumb." Now that we're doing, like, now everybody that we're, does it, it. The Switch has one. The Xbox One controller has one. Everybody. Well, does the it. Xbox controller doesn't have a button built in. There's actually an options well, button menu, now. Yeah. Whether they've remapped it to be a share button, I don't, think, I don't know. I don't think so. I, I think there. Wrong. I think there's more steps on Xbox to get to sharing. Now, of course, you can do screenshots. We know that. But the fact that they integrated into a button is one brilliant thing that they did, and I think very smart of them. The fact that there's a lot of gestures you can do to make it very easy, like uh, well, yeah, just double tap or holding it to take a screenshot and then letting go after like three seconds. And then double tapping it to start recording and double tapping it to quit recording. Yeah. These are brilliant things. And that's what it is on the Xbox controller. It's it's similar to the Switch in which it's a it's just the screenshot button, but then I'm pretty sure inside that screenshot menu ew would uh open up the uh ew again. It would open up the uh the menu for Twitter and stuff linking up and YouTube potentially. Okay. I don't know about YouTube exactly. But either way, the fact that they did that, I Ooh. mean it shows that Sony were thinking forwardly in a good way. Uh, one of the other things that they did very early on that I thought was a cool network feature, and it really is a network feature, uh, is being able to obviously broadcast live from your PlayStation Twitch integration. Yes. Uh, very early on. Or technically I think it was Ustream. Which one was it? Twitch or Ustream? Yeah, I think it was Ustream. And first. then and now it's become Twitch, yes. if I'm not mistaken. And with the PS4 uh, they probably no, updated it. Yeah, and I now I don't use it, but I mean that that's a cool idea. That's a very cool and we we would be able to use it if we wanted to. Great idea to have. I think the other feature, so they pioneered a lot, right? They pioneered being able to use Spotify while you're playing games. So they've pioneered music streaming while you're playing That's, your game. Honestly, like I was playing. Because uh, you could play music on your Xbox 360, but it wasn't stream music. You had to have something plugged in. Being able to just play your SoundCloud. Um, I was playing. Uh, I don't use SoundCloud. Or not SoundCloud, so like Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. And see, that was one of those things I forgot about Spotify is that just the other day I was I was kind of just randomly playing around on rainbow and i actually was listening to spotify and i forgot it how well that just works it's it's as simple as on your computer or on your phone you're right there next to it you just hit a button and it's it's there and it works perfectly fine and i love it so if uh google play goes to the dark side then yeah Man, and see, that's Spotify the thing. I don't want Google Play to go to the dark side. But you know what's funny? That's actually something I would like to see them do in terms of a need. Like the, what I would want to see them do is integrate with at least one or two more for options' sake. Um, 
one or two more streaming services. I would really prefer to be able to use my Google Play Music, and I'm surprised that they don't have one because Google Play Music, or Google's big, right? So right. not being able to loop your Google Play in, that's hideous. Um, oh, Taco Bell controller, just Google just, it. Yeah, Google um, uh, custom PS4 controllers. You'll get some full, cool stuff. But yeah, I'd like to be able to use my Google Play on there, but in terms of other, what I was getting at, what I thought was cool, was actually uh, SharePlay. I think SharePlay was brilliant. It, no, it really was. Like, and you remember what that night that we were sitting there playing Dark Souls 3 and SharePlaying? Yeah. I was honestly... I mean, there was some lag, but it worked. I was amazed at how well it worked. Yeah, I mean, it just... You almost beat Prince Lothric yeah. from sitting at your house. Yeah. And I, I, even if you want... And you could chalk it up to a very small bit of lag. Well, I even remember us, like, I took control of your character in time, and I went and got the sword that I used, and I remember I buffed the sword that I used on your character, and I still didn't beat him because of the little bit of lag. But, yeah. But still, I was astonished. I was like, I can't believe this works. And the fact that SharePlay works for other games where you can actually multiplayer that way yeah. is astonishing as well. I just, it, it's crazy to me. I think that was a really cool idea. So I think that it's important to go, yeah, there's things that I would want from Sony to do better, and I want to see them. I guess what I want to go with that is I want to see them continue to innovate in weird ways. Um and I think that that's a, they've done a lot of cool things that I would like to see them continue to do. Uh, but you also, I, I think it's impossible to have this conversation and not really commend Sony for all the weird things that they've thought of and implemented that ended up being really cool ideas, even if they don't get used just by mass. Yeah. The fact that they're even there. It's conveniently there if you d ever did want it. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a very cool thing they've done, and uh, some of it was in weird ways. Do you remember you could play Far Cry by sending a key to your friend where they could play Far Cry 4's co-op with you without even owning the game? Cool idea. I know. Um, and now th those are back-end ideas. Of, like, you know, this all goes the towards... Way out did that Sony, Sony gets made out to be this massively, recently, anti-consumer company. And I do think that, yeah, you may be able to see them going a little more towards it. But they are also a company that just for the first time hit a 10-year high stock price this year. And, like, re re really recently, and they went over to it. So Sony is back to being the best, like, the what do you want to call it? I can't even think of the wording they use, but basically they're the the most, most valued valuable. yeah, uh, tech company in Japan. Right. Again. Yeah. Right? And, and that's massive. Yeah. Because they used to be that for so long and they really lost it uh, for a number of reasons. Not only because of PlayStation slouching so much in the PS3 beginnings, but also because of bad decisions in the TV and the phone marketing. So I think that Sony have done way more in the last 10 years even to do a lot of good. Um, yeah, they're good outweighs the bad for sure. By far. So I just... Some of their bads are really bad. It's it's just like their movies. Some of their good movies are fantastic. Some of their bad movies, they're some of the worst movies ever. Like that's like that's that's all what, I actually was saying. Name, that name a Discord. worst movie ever from them. From Sony? Yes, do it. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna try I'm gonna, let's pick one real quick because you could go easy and go Spider Man three, no problem. <laughs> you could go ahead and foresee that Venom, I'm hoping is not bad. But yeah, it's very Same. easy to see Venom is really, really bad. Um but let me think here. Oh, man. This well, I'm going to tell you this. Love. If we want to go, because this is veering off of gaming real quick then, what I'm going to say is Sony Sony Animation Studios are freaking top-notch. Oh, my God. Enter the Spider-Verse looks awesome oh, no, really from does. an animation style. S something about it, though. Does it look off to you it's, at it's, all? It, it, it has like a slight stop-motion style. Yeah, it's almost like it on stutters. Purpose. And it, it threw me off when I first saw yeah, it. Yeah, it's on purpose, and it's very interesting to me, but it's very beautifully done. Uh, on top of that, they also did the animation behind Smurfs, which was maybe not a great movie, but the animation freaking amazing uh and cloudy with a chance of meatballs one and two cloudy with a chance of meatballs one still holds up from an animation point but dude cloudy two the animation is so the, the amount of detail they put into it i honestly think that they've passed they've surpassed pixar in a lot of ways in my opinion uh just from an animation style though i also want to shout out how to train your dragon very good um 
Fury, first of all, is not a bad movie. That's one of their good movies. But you have Fury's After good. Earth. Yeah, After Earth, bad. Man, that's such a cool premise to have in a movie. And I think Quiet Place actually just mimicked that, didn't they, in a weird way? It's sound instead of like human, like what is it, mind reading or whatever in mm-hmm. After Earth. Um, but yeah, there is like, all the James Bond movies they make is, are really good. But man, there is... Um, District 9. District Nine's really good too. The second movie, not so good. Okay. Well, anyway, Chapman. we got way too off of movies talk but, uh, there. Uh, this is a gaming podcast normally, so why don't, uh, why don't y'all let us know in the description what do you want them? Because I, fix? I imagine there's something I haven't even thought about, but I really wanted comments. to. I really wanted to throw out the things I thought Sony done that were coolest generation uh, from a yeah. thing. So yeah, let us know what so things you'd like to my see. Biggest complaint. And I'm gonna say with PS5, right? I'm gonna say with PS5 going into PSN, how do you want to see it change? Because we imagine there will probably be an updated store look. Something will change with PS5. Honestly, um, if it didn't, if it kept the same kind of new style cross-media bar that it has now, I'd love it. I would love it. I love, I it. I cr- love it now. They need to make, you know, what I, the best thing I like about that uh, PS4 Pro or PS4 portable image Gideon has is that it has the crossbar on there. So much better than that stupid bubbles system that Vita has. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, the bubble system was. I was so gutted when it didn't have the PSP's cross. How does cross the PSP have, have a, better? a better operating system than the PS Vita? <laughs> Shush. All right, guys, this has been Triangle Squared. We will see you next week. Thank you so much. Saul, anything you want to add? That's it.